0: Weekly Fantasy Roundup, hosted by Andrew Skinner and Aaron Bishop. Welcome
1: back to another fun, exciting championship week edition of the Weekly Fantasy Roundup. I'm your host of the most, Andrew Skinner, joined by my co-host all the way from Edmonton, Mr. Aaron Bishop. What's going on, sir? Merry Christmas, Mr.
2: Skinner. How are you this week? S-
1: same to you, my friend. Merry Christmas. Um, I'm pretty good. Was, uh, was Santa Claus good to you?
2: Santa Claus is always good, my friend. Always good. Yeah,
1: any uh, any highlights, I'm <laughs> any a good fun buy. presents?
2: <laughs> I got some PlayStation games. Uh, you know, I've uh, got a new TV for the bedroom. Got an air fryer. All all the good stuff. All the good nice. stuff. i on it. Yes, nice. need an air fryer. If you yes, don't have we fryer, bought a.
1: I got one for Amy as well. One of these uh, Ninja XL two sided yeah. ones.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> nice. So, we got a new air fryer. We had one, but it was like the entry level air fryer. We upgraded oh. to the fucking Cadillac of air fryers.
2: Nice, nice, that boy. So, yeah. If anybody's listening and they don't have an air fryer, go get yourself an air fryer. Do yourself the favor; they're life changing.
1: Yeah, life changing. you can literally this thing's so big, you can cook a whole fucking chicken on one side of it.
2: Yeah, you could. You could. You can cook a chicken on one side and a pizza on the other. <laughs>
1: yeah, I can't wait to experiment with that thing. Imagery, uh, in yeah. terms of myself for Santa Claus, I uh, I don't know if you've ever heard of this website RetroKid.ca. Are you familiar? No, I'm not. So RetroKid just popped up. These two guys started a company, and they basically do merchandise from all the shows that our generation grew watching. I'm wearing RetroKid hoodie, Mister Dressup. Check nice. this thing out. It's got the full fucking back on it.
2: Oh, cool! <laughs> got Casey yeah. Finnegan, Mister Dress Up, the whole the exactly. Whole band. Yeah, so nice. I've had
1: this Mister Dress Up hoodie for some time, but Santa Claus brought me a retro kid wardrobe. Another Mister Dress Up hoodie, Reading Rainbow hoodie, Camp Caribou hoodie. Oh, 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 Camp Caribou, buddy! I got it all. I got it. That's all. That's
2: amazing. I got a head like a ping pong ball. Yes, I head like a ping pong ball. Our <laughs> caribou
1: headgear is <laughs> off, on, locked. Buddy, i uh, fucking just thinking about it. So <laughs> they've got a boxing week sale this week. I was saying, like, my wardrobe is now about 50% retro kid gear. It's going to 100 this week.
2: Fuck yeah, that's awesome. Good for yeah. you, man.
1: <laughs> yeah, so Santa Claus is good to me. But also, the fantasy gods were good to me. <laughs> I was on ever? here last week saying, please, please, fantasy gods, Send me to at least one championship game. Hoping for two championship games, but at least one. Don't shut me out of my semifinals matchups. Fantasy gods were listening. They didn't send me to one championship game. No, sir. Couldn't even send me to two fantasy games. Or, excuse me, two fantasy championship games. They had to send me to all three championship finals. That's right. Your boy, the host with the most, going to the halftime heat finals for the second year in a row the tblc finals for the second time in four years and the guillotine league decapitation nation i made the final two now that one was a bit controversial we're talking about Guillotine league coming up later in the show but in any event your boy the host is playing for three fantasy titles this upcoming week
2: Ass to ass to ass the trifecta. <laughs> yeah.
1: So I've done the math. If I were to lose all three, on top of the emotional devastation that would come with that, I would win six hundred and twenty-five dollars. But if I happen to win all three, I'm looking at one thousand three hundred and fifty dollars in prize Ooh, money.
2: That's not bad. That's a pretty good payday record. Pretty good. Christmas.
1: So I'm yeah. assume that I'm not gonna win all three, but I'm assuming that I'm gonna maybe win one or two. I'm not getting shut out. I, I can't, emotionally cannot handle going in three finals and losing them all. So I'm going to assume there's one title coming my way, but I'm I'm hoping for two. So. It's fair. TBLC okay. one will be nice. TBLC one is the most money. First place in TBLC is 700 bucks. Wow. Yep. And then we're looking at 350 in Guillotine League and then 300 in your league. So. A lot of dough up for grabs in the next few days, and I will actually be in Boston when everything goes down. I'll literally be flying back from Boston as the Monday nighter between the Bengals and the Bills goes down. Most of my fates will be decided by then, so it's going to be tense times in another country for me.
2: <laughs> but anyway,
1: yeah. I did it, man. Three fucking finals. Wow, what a roller coaster!
2: congratulations are in order that's a, that's quite the feat <laughs> yeah. oh, my goodness
1: yeah well i mean come on like i said the commissioner is not here to win okay the commissioner here commissioner's job is to run the league make sure everything goes smoothly so and here i am in the finals for both of my leagues someone say it's rigged i would say uh-uh i just know my shit I know what i'm doing started with 19 teams in the guillotine league down to just two one of them no lego decapitation gifts for this guy (laughs) (laughs) and in tblc very rare occurrence with myself and steve power meeting in the finals yep one and two in the finals for only the second time in tblc's 12-year illustrious history wow it is noteworthy that the last time this happened was back in 2015 when Team Dinner won the first of his two consecutive titles as the two-seed. Will the two-seed repeat history? Hope so. I'm the two-seeding in Steve Power. But some believe, like our guests coming on momentarily, that Steve Power, a.k.a. Calvin Ridley's therapist, is a team of destiny. But we'll get into all that a little bit later on. So... Santa Claus was good to me. Santa Claus, good to you. Fantasy gods were good to me. Let's go ahead now and uh, get
2: into the show. We got
1: Bish's Corner. A bit of an abbreviated version of Bish's Corner for Championship Week. week.
2: Yeah. yeah, we got a lot of stuff to go into this week. so we'll A lot just of stuff over. to cover. Yeah. Yep.
1: So we're doing a little abbreviated version of Bish's Corner on the road from Edmonton, and we get into the share of the week, of course. Then we bring on a guest for a TBLC Talk, a man that is very – familiar with the show some might say too familiar with the show former co-host mr joel Bryan dusts off his microphone and his headset to rejoin the weekly fantasy roundup i think i can't wait for that buddy i'm i'm tingling just think about it i think joel mainly wanted to come on because he thought he would find himself in the tblc finals but it turns out that's just a little bit of what he wants to talk about Joel's uh, in the words of my old man got a bone to pick with a certain member of TBLC and he has promised not to hold back. So I'm looking forward to that interview coming up shortly. Then we get into decapitation nation where we will be joined by the other half of the final two teams, Mr. Sean McClain or er, say it ain't so who's going to stop by for a little conversation, talk about his run to the final two. And whether or not he can get the title next week. I'm looking forward to that mostly because two teams in the finals are going to be John back and forth. Lots to go over in this episode. So let's get the ball rolling, sir. Bish's Corner. Bish's Corner.
2: Here we go, vicious Corner. Um, Not a whole lot of headlines this week as it was Christmas time, but um, I will bring up the Carlos Correa situation again. Holy fuck, (laughs) what an ugly, ugly situation that is turning into Jesus Christ. Yeah, give us an update. What's going on there? Okay, so yeah, Correa. So the Mets, Steve Cohen, the, the new billionaire owner of the Mets, went ahead and jumped the gun and publicly announced the signing of Correa only to discover that his physical was not very good, just from like the Giants thought. <laughs> so uh, technically, if a team announces publicly the signing of a player, they cannot go back on it, even if the physical is a failure. So now, I don't know what the hell is going on, because they're have all they trying to restructure the contract, and Korea is not having anything to do with it. So now I think the Mets and other teams are trying to reach out to each other and trying to see if there's any way they can take on half the contract. There's a bunch of shit going on. So this shit storm is just starting to brew and it's going to be interesting to see how it's everything been
1: mentioned. Uh, so mentioned a couple of times about this uh, failed physical or not liking a couple aspects of the physical has it come out to the public as to what exactly Correa has got going on physically that teams are not liking for these contract discussions.
2: So apparently he had surgery back in 2014 on his right leg. He broke his leg, his fibula, and he had to have surgery on it. And whatever is happening from that is now showing in the physicals. So, so he
1: never did fully recover from surgery he had
2: eight years ago? Or something is happening uh, from the result of the surgery now. Right. Right.
1: So the Mets owner done fucked up by publicly announcing the signing. So they're basically stuck up. with them now. Yeah. Wow. I want to see unless, the old sign and buyout.
2: Immediately. Unless he has some crazy motherfucking lawyer that can find some sort of <laughs> loophole or something. Yeah.
1: I don't know. Uh, the owner's got to be on the Mets owner. He's got to know better than that, man. He's got to know He's the fucking on, rules, man. you know. There should have been some fucking red flags when he basically had to pan out ready to sign with the Giants and Giants are like, No, bueno, your physical sucks. And the Mets are like, Fuck it. I'm sure, it's nothing. Come on over. <laughs> right? Like, I don't like it. do your it, fucking due diligence, man. So stupid.
2: Yeah, so fucking stupid. So the Mets are off to a great start. At least they got Verlander, you know. <laughs> At
1: least they got Verlander. Yep. That's right. So <laughs> got Pete Alonzo mashing. So they'll be all right, but still. That's uh, that's not good. It's a lot of money too. It's a lot of money, yeah. And will affect their ability to put a championship caliber team on the field. So,
2: well, yeah, um, that's it for headlines this week. Um, let's move on very quickly to between the pipes. Um, few close matchups this week. We'll start off with the Fantasy King and Laleem's left side, the first and second, um, in the standings going at each other this week. John and Bernie end up tying five to five. So like kissing your sister, as they say, uh, two sticks, one puck and the Nick Todd chiefs, two sticks came out with the victory. Six to four scribby D and the beaver pelts defeated myself. Scissor me, daddy, Bernie shocker (laughs) by a score of five to four, uh, on McLeod. And we have a double fisting this week. The first fisting on McLeod nine gets his first ever fisting in one of my leagues. Uh, Aaron Wold fisting Megan by a score of eight to two. And the Cove Canadians Cam, Fisting, Nolan by a score of 8-1. to In the standings, number one is John. Number two is Bernie. Number three is Joel. Four is Cam. Five is Nolan. Six is Streeby D in the Beaver Pelt. So I don't even know what his name is. I'm sorry. Uh, Two Sticks, One Puck is number seven. That's Matt. Number eight, Scissor Me, Danny, Bernie. That's me. Number nine, uh, that is... Aaron Wold and number 10, no pucking around is Megan. Now on to the weekly Damn bio update of the named that shall be or of the league that shall be nameless. <laughs> there we go. Yes. Spit that one out. Amazing. <laughs> this week's damn at a bio report. Damn at a bio defeated. Big Daddy Pool by a score of nine to three. Yeah. Dan at a bio. That's right. The boy, the bye Dan at a bio moves all the way up to number seven. Wow. Can you believe this? I love it. Can you believe this? Started off number 12. Did not know he was in the league for two weeks. And now he's all the way up to number seven. I fucking love it. Amazing. Amazing. I love to hear it. So can we bring up
1: what happened in halftime heat last week?
2: Do you want to go through the gambling first or do you want to do a halftime heat first? Oh,
1: I want to do halftime heat.
2: You want to do a halftime heat first? All right. Yes. Okay. I want to
1: talk about your predictions and how you're doing so far in your solo halftime heat bracket. How's your bracket looking?
2: So far, my bracket is looking 0
1: for four. Wow. wow. Now, wait a second. Hold on. Hold on just a second. If your bracket's 0 for four. And you picked Cam to win last week. I'm doing some math here. I think that means that Cam lost last week. Is that correct?
2: That is correct. Cam right. did indeed lose.
1: You have any idea who may have defeated him last week? Was that Gary Nolan?
2: Um, No, I don't think
1: it was Gary. Was it Colin Martin by chance? Colin was in no, the semifinal too. So did Colin beat him? No, it wasn't Colin. There's only one other team I can think of in the semifinals that might have played them. Oh, yeah. It's me. Must have been TV. (laughs) TV loves to see. (laughs) (laughs) Shocker in the group chat, Cam. Nowhere to be found. Nowhere to be found. (laughs) Mute notifications until I turn back on. See ya. I'm out of here. What a shock. What a shock. Let me take this one. I know it's a corner, but please allow my me. friend.
2: <laughs> TV Love C
1: <laughs> gives Cam the old fist job by score of 140 to 136. Narrow four point margin of victory. Headline on NFL.com says TB Love C comes from behind, squeak by two girls, one cup, secure spot in championship. I went into. The final game on Monday, needing a paltry 17 points from Justin Herbert. I said, man, he's never fucking not done that all year. This is in the bag. Buddy, it was not in the bag. It became a sweat. And even there at the end, they started fucking taking knees at the end of the game. I was like, Jesus, watch my point total go down. Point 0.2. It point two. was like, fuck. But it didn't matter. There weren't enough knees for Herbert to take in order to give Cam the win. No, sir. Because Herbert got me just enough, and I squeezed out that narrow victory to continue my 2022 fantasy football dominance over Cameron Stores. How about scissor me, Daddy Skinner? Because you're my bitch cam in your fucking <laughs> face. I beat him two weeks ago in league in a two quarterback league. Only started one quarterback, and I still fucking beat him. I can't even not set a full lineup to give Cam a chance to beat me this year. Nothing works. Smashed him twice in TBLC. Smashed him a couple times in fucking halftime, including the semifinals. I mean, Jesus, thank God. Thank God. I left. Fans of skin just to give Cameron a chance to do something relevant in fantasy football this year. I'm sure it didn't work out, but I did my part <laughs> by leaving the lead to give him an opportunity to excel in fantasy football this year. So Cameron, I apologize that we're just, we're just in too many leagues together and it's, it's becoming a problem in the fact that you're never going to sustain any amount of success. As long as I'm around getting the way. Sorry. Sorry about that, friend. Sorry you keep running into me in critical moments. I keep making you my bitch. <laughs> How's that for Bish's Corner?
2: That oh, was Bish's corner,
1: bitch's Corner after Cam being
2: my bitch this year. <laughs> That's awesome. I love it. <laughs> Good way. Good way <laughs> Going to go into halftime heat. That was amazing.
1: Yeah, I won by 3.8 points, and I it was a fucking nail-biter. Yeah, And ironically, how's this for irony? Okay. Even in the group chat, the second that Herbert got me enough points to pass cam, I must've dropped 20 celebration gifts in a row. Then he immediately throws a pick for minus two points to take me under cam again. I was like, Oh my God. (laughs) And then I needed more points to pass. I was like, Oh my God, I did not just do that.
2: That would have been. Oh, I don't know. What have been what would have been more incredible? <laughs> you losing after all those chips or are you beating Cam. Skinner ah, having to again. go
1: back and unsend like 20 messages in a row. <laughs> unsend, unsend. Like, well, it is awkward. I won in spite of Nick Folk thanks to his fucking minus two points. Have a fucking week, you turd. Missed both of his field goal attempts and both his extra point attempts. What was he kicking with his opposite leg from Lowell's last week? Jesus Christ, one of the most reliable fantasy kickers in fantasy football took the fucking week off. My
2: God. Yeah, it doesn't get much worse than that.
1: <laughs> Needless to say, when waivers process tomorrow, he ain't going to be on my team. Why don't you but, go over Colin and call yeah. Gary's match now that I got that out of my system? Yeah. <laughs>
2: Yes, let's go over Colin and Gary's matchup. Uh, Colin defeating Gary Nolan by score one seventy three to one fifty five. This was a very very close matchup all all week long. Um, looks like Colin overcame Nolan at the very end on Monday night. <laughs> let's see what happened. It was Eckler's touchdown. So Eckler's touchdown secured. Collins spot into the finals for the third time in four years and you yourself the second time in four years two years in a row i've been over oh, this year so row. sorry this sorry. is year okay. four
1: a halftime heat all, all right. four years semi-finals semi semifinals. semi semifinals, semi-finals now for the second year in a row i'm in the finals the question remains will i be the gary nolan slash jim kelly of halftime heat By losing consecutive finals? Surely I can't, although I probably can because Collins' team looks real nice heading into the final. And he gets Justin Fields against the fucking Lions. Last time Fields played Lions in standard QB scoring, 46 points. I can only imagine how many hundreds of points that was in this league. Fuck. So I got my work cut out for good. He's got Lawrence in a plus matchup against the Texans, and he's got Fields in a plus matchup against Detroit. So he's got the pick of basically two top five QBs this week. Meanwhile, I've got fucking uh, Justin Herbert, who, let me tell you, I've went to the wire to look for a placement, and there's just nothing there. I just got to spin the wheel with Herbert and hope he can throw a couple touchdowns, but he hasn't thrown a touchdown pass down two games.
2: Fuck. Yeah, something's not right there.
1: No, I'm stuck with him for fuck's sake, so... It is what it is. Maybe if Gary Nolan was a whore and all the fucking top end QBs. A bitch, Dak and Burrow on the same team. Fuck off. <laughs> so, fuck. Anyway, I much like with Cam last week. I really think uh, I really think I'm in trouble. But I will say this. I will say this before you predict who's going to win halftime heat. I will politely say, leave my team name out your fucking mouth. Okay, you've called Cam for the win. You've called Gary for the win and and, both wrong, both eliminated. So if you're predicting the finals, it's one thing for me to say. I think Colin is going to win. But don't you dare. Don't you dare pick me to win? Because the second you say someone's going to win, they don't win. Okay, (laughs) leave my team name at your fucking mouth.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I'm so sorry, friend, but. I cannot. I no. think you're going to win. Oh. I'm sorry. I think you're going to win. I'm so sorry.
1: <laughs> oh. Why do you oh. do me dirty
2: like that? I know. I'm sorry, buddy. I'm sorry. I want to that's shout out uh, someone
1: one. you've been calling a geriatric all year. Mr. Leonard Fournette had a I knew beast this was gonna come mode up. game last week.
2: If it wasn't for old man Fournette, you wouldn't have made the finals. I'll give you that. Also, side note. Broke let- out.
1: Side note, Leonard Fournette is 27 years old. Can we? <laughs> he
2: moves
1: old like an old man, man. <laughs> 27. And apparently he's dealing with a Liss Frank injury. That's the same injury that caused Derrick Henry to miss uh, the majority of last season. So, uh, yeah, but I've got Fournette and Etn in super plus matchups. So I've got that going for me. Uh, yep. AJ Brown, hopefully, going to get Jalen Hurts back. Jerry Judy, fuck, what a pickup he was, man. Against KC this week, super plus matchup. He's getting 10 plus targets a week. Kelsey's Kelsey. Chase is Chase. So I feel like I got a chance. I ultimately really think that my chances come down to whether or not Herbert can fucking do football things. If Herbert can get me 40 plus, I really think I got a chance to win. But if Herbert continues this downward trend over the last uh, few weeks, I think I'm in trouble. So Mm
2: -hmm. Yeah. I'm going to say, like, I think it's going to be very close. He said uh, you guys – pick of top five quarterback there um aaron jones if he does things that could be huge he's got eckler he's got dj moore T, uh, higgins uh, Hawkinson. he went out this week jesus 35 36 points yeah. uh, he probably won't do that again but still um and you get the ravens defense so i mean yeah it's gonna be it's gonna be good it's gonna be close but i think um this is your title this year and you know what these are the two best teams in halftime heat over the over the first four years, so it's kind of fitting that the best two are going at it this year to see who is the king of halftime heat.
1: Well, here's hoping you finally get a fucking prediction right. <laughs> I hate for you to go zero and five in official halftime heat predictions this year. So it let's would be hope unfortunate. you finally get one right. <laughs>
2: In either case, good luck to you and good luck to Mr. Colin Martin. Yes, best of
1: luck, Colin, uh, in your in your endeavor to win a title. I, I believe Colin has already won this league once, has he not?
2: Colin has won the league. He, Colin is actually the inaugural champion the inaugural of this league. Inaugural champ,
1: yes. So mm-hmm. here's hoping I can prevent Colin from getting his name on the virtual halftime heat trophy for a second time, and then That's I right. can put my own name there for the first time.
2: Perfect. And okay. let's see what's next. Oh, gambling. Pick it a week. Yes.
1: Our mortgage is uh, in trouble. The bank's looking to repossess the house after
2: (laughs) uh, after last week's debacle.
1: I believe you put out a flurry of picks last week to the point where I was like, okay, I've got to edit these down. I asked you to pick one that you like your favorite. And you said Detroit Lions minus two and a half. I bet on him, you bet on him, and the Carolina Panthers, Sans Christopher McCaffrey were like, sorry. It was, ir- yeah. <laughs> it was ironic because Detroit has had one of the better run defenses over the last six weeks, completely shutting down running backs, forcing teams to throw on them. And both Deontay Foreman and Chuba Hubbard both made over 120 yards each. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Absolute shit show. Did not see that coming. So
2: no. Not at all. Like, what the fuck?
1: (laughs) I did manage to recover those lost funds when I hammered my boy, Austin Eckler, for an anytime touchdown yesterday.
2: Oh, did you? Yes, I did. Well, this week, (laughs) fuck it, Um, I'm going to take the Carolina Panthers straight up over Tampa Bay Buccaneers. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Fuck it. That plus three I agree. With. Half is good. Now, that one plus I mean three no. half is good, but I mean, like straight up 2.4 out of my uh play Alberta app. I'll take that. I'll I like the that.
1: Panthers plus three. I like that a lot.
0: Yeah, I think the they, Panthers are gonna win yeah. this
1: game. Panthers control their destiny. This is the biggest game of the season for these two teams. Basically, whoever wins this game wins a division. The winner will be yeah. eight and eight. The loser will be uh seven and nine. So and the Panthers control their destiny. If the Panthers win this game, they win the division. If the Bucks yeah. win this game, I still think there are some paths for the Panthers to get in, but this is a huge game. So, I'm in on the Panthers. I don't know if straight up, but I will take the Panthers plus three. So, you heard it, yeah. heard it here, friends. Bet the mortgage pick of the week. Panthers
2: plus three. Let's go. Boom. Oh. Are you bored as fuck? Is the wife nagging you?
3: We haven't done shit since COVID. Ugh, can't we just go somewhere?
2: Well, Heave has a solution for you. Our professional travel agents will help you plan and customize your perfect vacation. All-inclusive resorts, river and ocean cruises? You bet your ass we do it all. So I gotta ask you, do you have a dream or a wish?
3: You better call Bish.
2: Visit us at HeaveAway.com.
1: All right, joining us now on the weekly fantasy roundup is a voice of a man you guys will know all too well. Former co host, former TBLC champion, the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Joel Bryant. Just, just what, what's going on, friend? It's, it's not needed. Hey, you deserve an intro just like everyone else, don't you?
3: No, no, I don't. No, no.
1: How's it uh, How's it going? How was your fantasy football season?
3: Not very good. No? No. Had some problems. I don't know if you've noticed.
1: Yeah, I noticed a couple angry texts along the way. I believe the one, the most noteworthy text I got was, uh, football is over.
3: Oh, yeah. Football is done. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just eating my lunch. It's all right. And I'm in that spot now where... You keep getting all the the notifications about matchup recap. These players are on waivers next week. This is fucking. Every time I open my phone, I'm like, "Fuck
1: off!" It is noteworthy that despite your semifinal loss last week, you are still playing for third place money, which is a hundred bucks, and you're buying back, so you can you at least have the opportunity to free roll this past I don't give season. A
3: fuck about that. Is it a hundred bucks and you're in back, or is a hundred? No, no, no.
1: Hundred dollars, but that's what you paid to play. A uh, hundred. I don't
3: care about that. What do you do? What would do? You care it's about not the worth trophy? Enduring the struggle anymore for a hundred dollars? So, are you I'll saying just, I'll set my lineup? Don't worry about that. But you can make
1: waiver claims too, friend. There are players out there. Your team does not get locked when you're playing for cash.
3: I already had my team. Largely the way that I wanted it to with all playoff weeks in mind. So I um, don't think I need any waiver matchups, assuming nobody got hurt or waiver pickups.
1: Yeah. Well, you have your hands full of Mr. Sean McClain. He put up a very healthy score last week. One that would have been good enough to beat you. So,
3: well, I and mean, clearly my team's good for somewhere between 100 and 200. So very,
1: very broad spectrum Who knows what you're getting. <laughs> I can't wait for your team to score like 262 points next week. Just absolutely obliterate everything. You know, what's going to
3: happen. I know. Yeah. I'm going to put up high score next week. I'm going to be able to sit back and know that I would have throttled you and it won't make a difference. So I'm going to be completely honest with you. I don't know if you heard this from me before, but I don't like fantasy football. <laughs> I fucking hate it. And I'm, I'm not just saying that as like somebody who's on tilt. the The reality is while I've been saying that for the last three years, I have grown to not enjoy it at all. I didn't want to do it this year. I did it. It went just as badly as I expected it to go. And now I like, I got to change something up. I don't fucking enjoy it anymore. Makes me grouchy. Nobody likes me when I'm grouchy. Time to do something different.
1: Now, knowing that you were coming on, I went back and re-listened to our bonus episode when we covered the draft. Mm-hmm. There was a particular moment in time when I revealed to you before everyone else came on, I said, Hey friend, just let so you know, I don't plan on taking a running back at four. And you went, Really? And then when I said I planned on taking Jay Jefferson, you laid down your headset and you went, Fuck. You went. Know what? You mean, I fucking hate fantasy football. Yeah. I... And that was September. Seems nothing has changed.
3: And fittingly enough, I spent the entire season trying to chase down some solutions at wide receiver, and I never really did get it figured out.
1: Well, if it's any solace, you were bang on about Jay Jefferson, who was the wide receiver one on my mm-hmm. team in the finals.
3: And I did manage to get my hands on two of – Fairly good receivers. Yeah, Devontae and, and, and both Chase. both of them yeah. were useless when it counted. So,
1: uh, Chase had an okay game last week, 19 points, but Devontae Adams is basically dead. It turns out Derek Carr is a bag
3: of dicks out there. So, Chase only had, I think, 13 points last oh, was week. was it 13? I thought it was 19. It was 13. I mean, yeah. Being a well established podcast host like yourself, I would expect you've already done that research and would know that.
1: Sorry, too busy focusing on the finals next week. <laughs> did i say finals i mean finals is in one two three finals finals
3: well good i'm glad it's working out for you bishop how are you doing
2: <laughs> my teams are all in the fucking shitters man every single league i think i'm in like second last to last place or something is fucking terrible but one thing i do want to say though we the hop i want to say i really loved I don't know if you've been listening to the podcast or not. You probably haven't. That's fine, but no, didn't think so. But I love the trades that you did at the end of the season. Um, I think going for chase, getting Adams up, man, I uh, fucking CMC. I think you did everything right, man. Like I love those trades and it just didn't work out for you in the end. But I, I thought you did everything that you possibly could. And just the way the the dice rolled this year. It's that is the thing
3: that I've absolutely grown to detest about fantasy football over the years: is that you, you seem to be so much more luck reliant in football than you are on anything else. It's you true, can do but... everything right all you want, at the end of the day, you just fucking throw it in the air and hope it lands. Yeah, I'm, I'm process, more of a, a logical type person where I enjoy like building the best team that I can, and I, I fucking hate that. At football, it largely doesn't matter.
1: Mm-hmm that ironically, well, not ironically, that at the end of the day, like you can have the best team on paper. It's going to come down to matchups, mm-hmm. weather, you know, who's who's covering who. You know, there's a myriad of factors in football, whereas fantasy baseball, which you tend to enjoy more and have more success in. Mm-hmm. Weather is largely not a factor. If the weather is shit, they'll fucking postpone the game. That's it, you know. There's no matchups. You don't have to worry about uh, Bryce Harper being covered in the outfield by the top cornerback yeah. for the fucking Seattle Mariners. That shit don't happen. Bryce just but on gets top of there. that,
3: you get you get dumber shit than that. Like if you get yourself into a spot where you have you know an injury, two bus games, somebody somebody came back from an injury didn't see the field that they were supposed to. Like you're cooked. You're done. Where yeah. that happens in in baseball, you know, like if you get one of your star players gets hurt, you get the rest of the week to try to. To manage it, manage the situation, right? Like football, you're fucking totally reliant on what you put out there. It's locked in, it's done, and all the dumb shit that happens to you is what it is. And well, look at Zach Taylor.
1: It. Zach Taylor, fucking coach of the Bengals, is like, all right, T. Higgins, healthy, active. Managers are like, fire up T. Higgins. Let's go. One fucking snap gets out there, runs his half lazy route. Coach takes him. Out, it's like now nah, your hamstrings worse than I thought. Yeah. Get
3: like, as a there. manager, how are you supposed to prepare for that? You can't. Like, how you can't. do you get into a, you know, a game where you're Sunday night football, you're heavily reliant on one of your best players coming out, doing their thing, and all of a sudden they're up 36-0, and coach decides that's a wrap for the night. Yeah. Like, how do so, you prepare for that? Yeah. It does are happen in baseball
1: to, sometimes on a lesser extent, where uh, later in the game, teams, if they got a lead, will, like, swap out some guys in the outfield for a better defensive unit rather than their offensive players, but it, it doesn't have the same. At least you get seven fucking innings out of a guy before they do that. You know, football is like, man, you could be in the fucking third quarter. And like you said, teams up 36, nothing. The coach's like, fuck it. This is over. Take some rest. Look forward next week. And you're like, "Where where did my Jonathan Taylor go? Why is Zach Moss out there? It's like, Oh, Jonathan Taylor. You know, gets the rest of the game off. It's like, but he only had 62 yards rushing. Like, can can I get some more,
3: please? I can't stand it anymore. I couldn't stand it at the beginning of this year. I think I largely continue on because I I don't want to give up my TBLC spot. I've been there for close to 10 years or something like that. But Yeah, you're as close to an OG as it gets. This this offseason, I really need to think about what, needs to be done differently because i fucking cannot stand it anymore i hate it
1: yeah i i've been where you are like the tilt is real in fantasy football i don't you go through it every year like when your fantasy baseball season mm-hmm. ends you have a moment you're like oh it sucks but the tilt is magnified that much more fantasy football i don't know why just something about the nfl man the tilt is magnified Well, for me, the
3: tilt started preseason this year because I didn't want to do it. I made it clear that I didn't even want to fucking draft a team this year. I couldn't, like, get myself researching anything like that. It was just pissing me off out of the gate. But then the dumb shit started to happen to me, like, week four, five, six, seven. Like, I was two and six at one point, and I'm sitting back looking at my team going, what am I supposed to do differently here? Right?
1: This is the best fucking team in the league on paper. Why am I two and six?
3: So I was well tilted before we got anywhere near playoffs. And I, I was telling you for weeks on end I was gonna eat a bad final. Nope. It won't play out that way. You fucking watch. And Meanwhile, Steve
1: Power has been gifted schedule that can only be crafted by the heavens. Yeah. And now finds himself fighting for a TBLC championship despite scoring like four hundred less points in your team. Over the course of the regular season It's fucking remarkable
2: Was Steve Power score this week His highest of the year so far?
1: Uh, I want to say No Wouldn't
3: I... fucking surprise me
1: <laughs> <laughs> I believe in week two Let me vet this I believe in week two Steve Power had a massive score He had one massive score Oh no, okay not week I told
3: two. you going into this matchup I was getting like Team of Destiny feels out of power you know oh, yeah. when you like you're looking at the VLA Kings in the playoffs years ago when they're fucking 8 seed coming in and you're watching them in round 1 and you're like, "Yes, man. It's yes. all coming together. It doesn't make sense." In week 5,
1: in week 5, Calvin Ridley therapist defeated guy with the skinner tattoo by a score of 173 to 160.
3: So, so did he put up his top two against scores football. against me? Yes, he did. Oh, yeah. well, See, that's the fucking stuff I'm Right there. Yeah. <laughs> oh, boy.
2: Sorry, Gary Nolan beat me twice this year and put me out of my playoff spot.
1: That's a bad Which feeling, I think he's going be better. <laughs> yep. Steve Powers, top two scores against you. Mm. And again, with a different schedule this year, we're not even fucking talking about Steve Power.
3: I need my fucking nicotine. This is going to keep going.
1: Yeah, Steve Power had a different schedule. We're talking about Steve Power's season being over like weeks before the regular season of, of Fantasy even ended, man.
3: But well, we're not. Team of Destiny. Tell well, you. I hope
1: not. Last time I played the Team of Destiny, I blasted them by 60 points. But the thing is with Team of Destiny,
3: nothing makes sense at the end of the day. It just it just happens. So, yeah. if I were you, I'd have my ass a little puckered going into next week, but...
1: Well, I've got the luxury of being in multiple finals, so even though a defeat from at the hands of Steve Power Team and Destiny would hurt,
3: mm-hmm.
1: I've got other things to focus on should that come to fruition. Right. But I'm riding the hot hand going into playoffs, man. I'm starting fucking Tyler Algier, Bam Knight. I just found out the Jets are getting Mike White back, so I'm loading Bam Knight right back to the cannon. I'm benching Josh Jacobs. Fuck it. Can't afford to have that going against 49ers defense in finals week. No thanks.
3: I was liking my spot if I ran into you in the finals. I know you're the team that I was supposed to fear, but I think when I put our teams head to head, I really liked where I was at. Yeah. I mean, obviously your receivers are going to be the slam dunk at the end of the day, but I, I long felt that I've, had you covered at, at running back so much more than you had me covered at receiver? You did to, to the point that that extra chunk that I had could probably cover the difference between Dak and Josh Allen.
1: Well, the reality is that in our case, if it was me and you head to head, that Devontae and Chase could easily saw off Jefferson and AJ on any given week. Yeah, then it's only yeah. a matter of whether or not Amon Rock can outscore whoever your wide receiver three is, but then, like you said, your running backs. Got my running backs by the fucking balls.
3: I had yeah. felt like McCaffrey on his own could cover Jacobs and, and whatever your two whack-a-mole running backs are. If you went RB two and then had another one at flex, I yeah. figured McCaffrey could cover that whole equation. Yeah. But- what?
1: I got a bit of a boost heading into finals. weekend's power. It looks like Christian Watson is going to miss the game for the Packers which is a bit of a boost for Al Lazard as he'll be counting on for a higher volume against Minnesota, who has the worst pass defense in the whole league. So that's a plus for me heading into the finals.
3: I don't want to live his team anymore. Congratulations to power for fucking doing power things and good luck in the finals, but I'm I'm good. Yeah, but that's moving, uh, on. moving on.
1: As much as you wanted to come on here to maybe talk about what went down in semifinals against power this past week, you had a uh, bigger bone to pick, a bigger uh, ax to grind. If I'm not mistaken, you wanted to offer some rebuttal to one of your league mates, Mr. Mm. Cameron Stoyles, who said, quote, this season is a sham in reference to the big trade that yourself and Mr. Bishop made early in the season. Cam seems to think that this whole season is tainted, that TBLC is somehow rigged this year because you guys made a trade that Cam felt was lopsided in your favor. And you voiced your concern saying that you wanted to come on to address that. So please, sir, floor is yours.
3: I did catch that. Like I said, uh, I think it was Friday. I was maybe a bit hungover, and uh, I could see the bad beat from power coming. So I was like, ah, let's fucking dabble into this podcast thing. Cause I know there's going to be predictions in there and these guys will say that I should throttle power and that'll make me feel better when I don't. Cause I'll be like, Oh, huh, at least I wasn't the only one who thought I should win. Right. I did have the, the benefit of catching that statement. And honestly, when I talked to you, I was kind of hoping you were going to tell me that was a joke. Cause I don't know how anybody could genuinely think that's real, but. Not a joke. But you're saying that it wasn't like, that no, was a sorry. real thing. That That was a real thing. Okay, so in my opinion, my humble opinion, if you can honestly look at that trade and you can look at my season the way that it played out and think that it tainted the season, you're the fucking taint, okay? Straight up. I don't even know how that could be a thing. Like, yes, I get... Okay, there was two different levels to that thing. There was the trade, there was the situation. Those were two very different things if you want to talk about the trade, that trade fucked me in so many different ways. It's crazy. It obviously didn't work out for Bishop either. Sorry that I didn't. I, you know, Whether people view it as lopsided or not, I didn't make a trade to try to sink anybody else's season. The reality is I took an injured Taylor right out of the gate. And then I sat on him for, what, three weeks just At to least- have him play and get hurt again? I kind of banked on the idea that Debo would pop a bit. He popped in that Monday night matchup right when I got him. Where'd he go after that? Same with Fournette. He died. Three weeks later, four weeks later, I ended up in a spot where I had to trade. I literally had to put Tyreek Hill with Jonathan Taylor and Debo to be able to trade him for a Devontae Adams and a busted Jamar Chase. I had to sell low on that part of the trade to the point. It's crazy. Like I was able to flip for an end in another deal that had, and I assume that's everybody's problem at the end of the day, because I made a trade to get McCaffrey and, and Tyree kill as well. But I use the three parts that I gave up. Two of them were from a completely separate deal. Like, where are these guys now? Who's, who's doing what for anybody in the playoffs? And that's, that's exactly what, said what Bishop said. Week, man.
1: what the fuck are okay. these guys doing now?
3: So if that's a tainted season, I don't even know what to tell you because there was there was two points when I had, I'm not going to name names, but other people in this fucking pool basically messaged me with snide comments. One was, and I don't mean snide comments at me, I mean about the situation in general. One was when Skinner was handed Josh Allen and I'm in Ross St. Brown. I literally got a message from somebody that said, oh, Skinner handed Skinner the trophy. So what you're telling me is that there was nothing said about that trade at all? No problems there? Because those two yep. players are in the fucking quiet, finals, yeah. right? Pretty, Pretty quiet. quiet. Yep. There was other trades that were more consequential than that, I think. I tuned this out. I couldn't tell you offhand. There was one with what, Josh Jacobs and Keenan Allen. You got him for, what, Antonio Gibson in a fucking garbage can?
1: Uh, Marquise Brown. Mm, now, at yeah. the time, Marquise Brown was, like, wide receiver four in the league. And literally the game I trade him to Davin immediately takes the ankle injury out for six weeks. So that and was a bit of a bad beat.
3: At face value, that's not the worst trade I've ever seen in my whole life. But how did that play out down the down the run? I think that trade may have, maybe had more of an impact this time of year than mine.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
3: Because you got credible pieces out of that. You were – Jacobs is part of your team. You're in the finals. Keegan mm-hmm. and Allen, you were able to flip to be able to get in that deal with St. Brown and Josh Allen. Nobody had anything to say about that trade either, I'm sure, right? Pretty, Pretty quiet. Not a fucking peep, hey? So we're, we're doing this over that one deal, and I said it at the time. It's week four. By the time we get to the finals, this is going to be nothing. Like, none of these players are going to be factoring into anything. Like, I made that deal based on the idea that it's high risk, high reward. The high reward never hit for me. You had to
1: scrape into the playoffs, sure.
3: I had to win out to make the playoffs. Right. And I had to do so with zero of those players at the end of the day because they all did nothing to me to the point that they were gone by then.
2: Right now, if you look at these players, what teams are they on and are these teams, are are they even in the playoffs? Don't believe so. I don't think so either.
3: And I'm feeling like those players probably contributed to that in one way or another.
2: Cam
1: on December 12th said in the group chat, I get to be the first victim to his donated super team. Like how fucking ignorant is that coming?
3: And that's the part that really gets me at the end of the day. Cause I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and pretend that me and Cam are best friends. We're not, but the reality is we've been in these leagues together for a long fucking time. Yep. I have lost to Cam in finals. I have beat Cam in finals of pools, When I've lost to Cam. I've said, congratulations to to have this turn that way and to be like that about it is is honestly a little surprising to me. And I think it's pretty fucking backhanded at the end of the day. I don't know what I did that got him pissed off. Maybe it was the the idea about the the comment about the poll that day that it all went south. I told you after I, I literally didn't even know who made the poll. I didn't fucking yeah. care. It wasn't the point. It wasn't the point that it was coming from somebody, the point was the poll itself. I didn't give a fuck who it came from.
2: I want to say one thing right now. It was I wasn't even that upset about the poll itself. It was when I somebody put in um for me to be banished. That's that's the one that, that hurt. So yeah. that's why I left the league after that.
1: It was it say oh yeah, yeah. But Cam yeah. said it started when Cam was like, should Bishop had to pay everyone's league fees? Like, come on.
2: Yeah yeah no that that was pretty shitty too but yeah it was it was the banished one that really like okay fine i'll just fucking leave that's how everybody feels so
1: cam
3: went on say the thing is there's again there's the situation and there's the trade the thing with the situation is those comments all get made in private i'll shoot you a message and be like what the fuck's with that trade i've done it with both of you i know you guys have made comments to me about trades but at no point does it turn into this fucking bash fest among everybody where we're just like hyenaing a dying fucking camel. Like yeah. it's Mm-mm. not a thing. And the idea that it got to that was degrading. And the point that if we are to like mimic the pro leagues and that's what this is all about, that shit don't fly in no pro leagues either. No. Especially the manager's attitude like that and getting personal, they find it.
1: Yeah. Fine so though. I
3: didn't like the situation. I didn't have to like the situation. I, don't, I just got out of it at the end of the day. Fuck them. Whatever. Mm-hmm the trade itself, the idea that we're still talking about this is just fucking mind blowing to me. Like cam was the, the original guy that you used to send me screenshots of messages and, and of offers that he made. to be like, cam just, he's not happy unless he can fucking drive his whole arm up your ass in a deal. Right.
1: He cams admitted that man cams admitted this cam yeah. says flat out. Like I'm not, when I make a trade, I'm not looking to improve your team. I'm looking to improve my team, which is fair. But there has to be some merit there's you know you can't just give yeah. up your waiver fodder for my good players and hope that i accept because quote you don't want to make my team better like that's not how trades work you got to give and take
3: to me uh any kind of fantasy football trade that any of us can make in this league is you can you can flay any one of them if you want but it's all personal opinion at the end of the day like what especially in football what is what is a thing in week four is not going to be a thing in week 16. No. And if we're going to do this over every trade that's made in week four, like what the fuck are we doing? Yeah. What'll we be
1: doing? Yeah.
3: And that's yeah. exactly how it played out. I I was keeping count at one point. I think there was three weeks in a row where I had less out of those three players than I would have had out of Nick Chubb, yeah. let alone the other roster spots that I used.
1: Right. I just saw his a- comments. His comments just so out of tune, man. Like for him to say you're a donated super team, like none of those players are still on your team
3: no you know and i had to just... take a dive on some of those players just to fucking move on from them okay right i picked up walker for the 84 or whatever that was amazing don't fucking cry to me because you didn't want to go to 85 people i don't want to hear it. you yep. had your opportunity and you didn't yep. and I that like was 10, always with the seven, thing with the, <laughs> <laughs> that was always the thing with the the trade with me and bishop too in my 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 mind one of the things with fantasy football trades is that if you can't say Wow, why didn't he take my offer? You got nothing to fucking say here at all. No. Where was your offer? Yeah, exactly. If mine yeah. if mine was so bad and this was so easy to beat, where the fuck was your offer?
2: I said three times in that group chat I wanted to get rid of Taylor. Three times. And you're the only person in the whole fucking league to get back to me with an offer. Now, I really wish so I took your original offer a week. I think it was two or three. <laughs> and you offered me Eckler. Oh, my God. What a... Yeah, yeah, he offered me Eckler. Um, do you remember what, what that offer was, Joel?
3: I don't, but I know it had Eckler in it. I was open yeah. to Eckler then, but this was right before the same group of people was telling me I was fucking stupid for trading Eckler. So, there you go. Where are we at?
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: I just think the, with...
3: thing, the thing, the reason Bishop came to me in the end with that deal and why it happened is because I had been firmly up Bishop's ass since week one about Taylor. He had yeah. when when it came time for Bishop to be like, I want off the Taylor train. He knew he knew where to go. Yep, you guys yep. had already had that discussion, and that's the thing with this league. One of the things that came up in that discussion was that, of course, you know, people are going to be upset because it's a competitive league. The fuck it is, okay? It's half of the league woke up in that moment. Yep, rubbed the sleep happened. out their eyes. All right, I'm here. Yeah, if if everybody else could have the determination to manage your team, to like be after the players that they want to the point that they're relentless. Like maybe when it came time for those players to be sold, that person would be coming to that. Don't fucking point the finger at me because you guys are asleep at the wheel half the time.
2: Yeah. That's
3: right.
2: Yeah,
1: I agree. I just think the problem with the group chats, like I like the group chats from a communication standpoint, but lines Mm -hmm. tend to get crossed, man. And that's where I have the problem, right? Even just recently, just yesterday, In the fucking guillotine group chat, Spencer, after getting negative 0.1 out of the Broncos defense, basically Rodney Ruxon had a mental implosion. was like, oh my God, what just happened? I need to pivot and I need to make a high upside pivot. He had Keenan Allen in his flex ready to go Monday. He said, I can't, I can't wait. I'm on tilt. I can't wait. Drops Keenan Allen for Mike Evans, for Mike Evans. And and Spence wrote in the group chat, like, Oh my god, I can't do it. All right, I I, I need this right now. I need Mike Evans. I can't wait for Keenan world. I'm pivoting. Here we go. And Justin, Justin Kennedy, who's been eliminated for fucking 13 weeks, chimes in the group chat and goes, Goblin's a way better play than Evans. It's like, buddy, shut oh the fuck god. up. You are not in the fucking pool. Why would you say that unless you're purposely trying to taint my ability to win or Sean's ability to win? Like you cannot say shit like that. There's only three people that can comment on who he's picking up me and Sean and Spencer. That's it. Because whether or not Spencer moves on directly affects mine and Sean's ability to win the pool for Justin mm-hmm. to chime in and go, Hey bro, Goblin's way better play. Like, Holy shit, man. That is poor form. I fucking tore Justin a new goddamn asshole because The rally said he was right from a PPR perspective. Goblin's fucking king compared to the corpse of Mike Evans. I knew it was a bad play. Everyone who watched Spencer do that knew it was a bad play. But you don't fucking say anything, especially if you're not in the goddamn pool. Lines were crossed, just like with your trade with Bishop, man. Like everyone's going to have their opinion. You know, you're a polarizing figure. I'm a polarizing figure. Bishop's a polarizing figure. So people are going to have their opinions. But when you go to the point where it's like, hey, guys, let's make Aaron Bishop pay all our league fees this year (laughs) and put up a poll and then talk about banishing someone from the pool. And then, Oh, well, good luck to Joel's Super donated team that Bishop gave him three months ago. Like, give me a fucking break, man. There's gotta be lines.
3: It's a matter of respect at the end of the day. And I think this year showed that there's respect lacking on a lot of levels. And yeah, I can run my mouth with the best of them and that's just fine. But The difference for me in that situation in general, which I'm not sure everybody got, and what typically goes on is that when the person at the receiving end is actively expressing that they're not fucking liking it, and it's still going, that's a problem. Because respect has to take the front seat at the end of the day. We're all going to do this as a group. We've all been in it for years and years and years. When somebody is actively saying that they're not fucking enjoying this, that's time to have respect come back and shut it down.
1: Yeah. This isn't like you know? a one-off, like when football ends, we all take our football helmets off. And a few weeks later, we put our baseball caps on, you know, and then baseball ends, we take our baseball hats off. and We put our hockey helmets on. Like we're doing mm-hmm. this year round with basically the same group of guys. Yeah, like yeah. maybe keep it respectful,
3: you know? Mm. And that I'm- was something that came out of it that I wasn't a fucking fan of at all is that, Basically, when I said as much, it uh, instantaneously became a matter of things that I may have said eight, ten years ago that aren't related to this whatsoever. That's, I didn't like that. The fact of the matter is that if, if you have a point which you feel like is a legitimate point, I don't get to turn around and go, yeah, but you were a dick to a nurse in the hospital 20 years ago, so this doesn't count. That's that's not how it works. Like if we can't also respect each other's point of views. Yeah. What are we doing? Well said. Yeah. Yeah. For cam and the idea that it was immediately flung in my face. That's when I was like, okay, I don't need this shit guys. Like I straight up, like I was at a point in my life where I'm incredibly, incredibly busy. I still am. Like I was making a switch to a new employer. I was dealing with a lot of shit in my house. I don't need that fucking group chat going off 57 times a day. Like, I can run my teams. You guys can run your teams with me in a group chat or not. Like the world goes on. Yeah. It's not a matter of a group chat. And if somebody makes a point to say that this situation is not good and it should stop and the response is for everything to be flung in their face, fuck all of you. Each and every one of you with a fucking mouth. I don't need that shit. Fuck all of you. I don't care. Yep. I hear you, man.
1: We're just here to play fantasy and have fun. We're not here to fucking take personal yeah. shots at anyone or attack people over a trade that we feel is lopsided. Again, everyone's going to have opinions. I want people to have opinions because really the more people that have an opinion, the more people that are engaged in the league and care for what goes on in the league. So that's great. But when lines are crossed, when we're making polls, about whether or not somebody should pay the whole league fees, because he just donated the trophy to someone, you know, yep. and then Cam's bringing up like, I searched the word in the group chat and Joel, 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 Joel from
3: years ago. Like, I mean, what are we doing here, man? I cool. If that's an issue, let's talk about it at the time. Yeah. Have I ever been the type to, to for you to say something and maybe like, no, nah, I don't care. I don't care. Like, if you have something that you think I've done wrong, I tend to like, I'm sure I'll have something to say about it in the end, but I'm going to hear you out. Yeah. That's who I am. That's right. Get what you give.
1: Yeah. So.
3: So I'm blown away that this is still a thing. And I don't. I'm shocked. I don't know how Cam can feel the way that Cam feels. Like I've been, I've been in his DFS group. Fucking literally donating my Canadian dollars to him every week ever since. I've I've been filling that dude's pockets with cash all football season. What's What's the problem? Yeah. For this to still be a thing, and even when I, even when I did. Pound the fucking shit out of him in the first round. I even said to you, like, I feel a little compassion for the idea that it happened because he would have, he would have every other team in the first round. Every for him to run into me, bad beat. Bad beat. Yep. And I, I genuinely like was a little fucking bummed for him to to have a season dropped on his head like that. As soon as I heard this was a thing, I was like, nah, fuck him. Everything happens for a reason. My sole purpose this season was to fuck up Cam's year for his dumb mouth. Yep. We're done now. Mission accomplished. Apparently, not, that's not what I meant to do, but not here only we are. did Cam
1: not only did Cam have the second high score in quarterfinal week. He also followed that up with the highest score last week.
3: Cam's team was good, man. I thought it was like bad luck on my end. I thought it was another continuation of my problems that I was even running into Cam in round one. I was like, here comes the bad beat right here. But 172
1: also, points last week to lead the league. So he put up 176 against you in quarter in quarter week. No good. Thanks for playing. And then 172 last week when the season's fucking over.
3: You're gonna blame a trade that happened in week four that's like six fucking branches down the trade tree. Exactly. Your season going wrong. Pardon me. Right. If you're trying like, to track, the respect in that Meanwhile, know. we're going to be another fools fucking getting George Kittle for a bag of peanuts like.
1: Yep, George Kittle for David Njoku from his partner at the okay. time, currently, not sure.
3: I guess that's what we're doing. We're yep. We're making gains in one pool off of it and making reaches in another just to fucking slam people for no reason whatsoever. That is the Cam cool. way,
1: as I've come to realize. Cam is right there to chirp, but when it comes to when he's winning rather or when he feels like he's got the upper hand, but when Cam is losing it's fucking notifications off. Group chat does not exist. Completely checking out. No good game. I cannot remember the last time Cam said good game, nice win. I cannot fucking tell you the last time he said that, buddy. He checks out entirely when he loses.
3: I don't have anything bad to say about Cam. I'm not. I'm not here to fucking shred Cam the person or shit all over him or say he's been a cunt for years. That's not what it's about. But I'm perhaps feeling like there was a little bit of mutual respect over the last maybe 15 years we've been in these pools. And when push comes to shove, that's apparently not a thing. So. Yeah. All right. All but right. I also feel like a lot of those things needed to be said about the situation in general for it to, to get some nails in the coffin and move on. Cause
2: it's enclosure. Yeah, for sure. The idea
3: that this was brought up in week 15, 16, whatever it was, just fucking blew my mind. Like, are we yeah. serious?
1: I was shocked, too, when I saw the comments.
3: If anybody else is still feeling this way about it, like, I would send the same message to them for sure. A, you're a taint. B, get fucked. C, I'm not sorry. D, I don't care. E, go fuck yourself. If that's how you feel about it. (laughs) You're a taint. You can come eat my entire ass, and I'll provide you a spoon. Hey,
1: look, if nothing else, we got baseball season just around the corner where Skinner and his giant wallet gets to fuck up the auction draft. Can we all look forward to that?
3: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Great. (laughs) Mm. It would be nice to see a little more respect-focused angles in these leagues at the end of the day. Like, yeah, chirp, chirp, chirp. But if somebody else is clearly not enjoying it, maybe let's just not do the chirp, chirp, chirp. And let's not fucking team smash each other and trash each other and everything fucking else. But also, you do whatever you want. I don't need to be in those group chats that's right not my not my pig not my farm i don't fucking care
1: let's uh let's end this on a good note you and i have spoken before you came on and you're talking a little bit about your christmas and i said these stories sound pretty fucking legendary save it for the podcast so i gotta ask you, friend how was your christmas i was fine oh don't fucking do that to me now <laughs> oh, come on, man. Everything you fucking told me, don't do that. Tell us I how your Christmas was. I got society. caught at my mother in law's on
3: Christmas Day. Now we're talking. Mm. Yeah, that's the run of it. No, Literally, no. other than that, I did got nothing, got drunk, sat at home, oh. ate a lot of shitty food. I got to go back to work tomorrow. Me too. So, I hear that. Took the kids over to Osama bin Grandma's. Yes, Osama
1: that. bin Grandma.
3: ate her fucking turkey, which is apparently drier than her personality. And <laughs> she's like, "It's time." She's like, "Why are you guys leaving?" And I'm like, "I think my kid's got food poisoning." Fucking psycho!
1: What was the safe word? Pineapple.
3: Pineapple. Yeah, we had pineapple for a safe word, and I kept asking Nikki if we had like any kind of canned pineapple at home or something like that. And she's like, "I don't think so." We'll get some at the store later. I'm like, literally, fucking, this was your idea. This was your fucking idea. Are you just playing dumb now, or are you not getting it? Like, what's happening? Yeah. a uh, new safe word, apparently. Oh, fuck. Pineapple.
1: Fucking pineapple. She's like, I'm not
3: hungry. Yeah. I even, my nephew was sat on the couch beside me, and after the fourth time, I looked at him, and I was like, this is our, this is our safe word. And he's like, yeah, I picked that up.
4: I figured that he, out he got
3: it he doesn't live in the house and he got it <laughs> kids are like kids are like mom you said pineapple she's like i know they're on sale giant tiger <laughs> god damn it oh fuck you
1: had me in tears when you mentioned osama big grandma the other day mm. i said i can't wait to hear about this on the podcast oh fuck
3: mother-in-law saying am i right
1: Yeah, I don't have any safe words of mine, man. I'm blessed. Mine is the fucking greatest human ever made. She comes here during Christmas, laundry every day, makes our bed every day, cooks, cleans every fucking day.
3: I managed to get out of Christmas with my own family, which was good. Nice. I mean, my my mother lives on the other side of the country, so that's not an issue. But like my cousin, my aunts, their wives and stuff, we go there every year. Every year, it's a shit show. I usually just get drunk to numb the pain and then go home. This year, they were like, it was Christmas Eve morning, and I'm getting phone calls. You're coming, right? I'm like, no, I'm not. Why not? Because I don't fucking want to. Like, I'm not even going to make up an excuse here. I just, I don't want it. So I'm not going to.
1: That's good. I tried to host a poker game on Tibbs Eve, and man, the excuses I got were good. My buddy topped it off by saying, ah, Skinner, I'd love to, but I just had a bad feed of Smitty's, and I don't think I'm going to be able to come over. I said, didn't you just tell me you're at the bar playing pool and you're waiting for somebody to pick you up? He said, Yeah, I'm feeling, I'm feeling good enough to be at the bar playing pool, but I'm not good enough to come over to your place to play cards.
3: I'm like, We're Justin okay. Kennedy's kids sick again? Yeah, apparently. <laughs> That's the big one, right? Apparently,
1: right? One of my book. buddies kids said, "Ab says good. tooth or something." I'm like, Buddy, just save me the bullshit. Like, are we not at the age when we can just simply say, "No, man, I'm not into that." I don't want to come over. Just tell me like it is fucking hell.
3: I'll tell you. I told you for weeks I didn't want to listen to your podcast.
1: I appreciate you not listening. (laughs) No, that's Uh, not true. I I wish you would listen. It's a really high quality product. I'm sure you guys
3: have done great. Don't get me wrong. I said for day one, Bishop was a a very good selection. I'm sure you do awesome at it. Uh, It's not you. It's me.
1: Other other than being down a few mortgage payments you'd really enjoy this show yeah <laughs> a lot of a lot of betting the bet the mortgage pick of the week last week it was to Detroit Lions minus two and a half oh, there goes the mortgage for that month.
3: Yeah. Whoops <laughs> okay explain that to me are you paying that to him?
2: No, no, no. It's just my my gambling picks are just for shits and giggles. I'll say, hey, if you guys want to gamble, here's my pick of the week, just for the listeners. But Skinner usually does uh, bet on my picks that I choose. So yeah,
3: so I'm out a few mortgage that.
1: payments too.
3: Well, he was sending me screenshots of all your big wins, and then they suddenly went very cold. Very cold. Yes, yeah. <laughs> didn't stop coming in anymore. So there was no context to that. It was just yeah,
1: yeah. Oh, uh, my kids are sick, so I've been able to send them.
3: Nah, <laughs> there you go. You know go. how yeah. it is. Sorry to hear. I think in the last twenty four hours, you sent me probably eleven things that were football related, and eventually I was just like, I don't fucking care. Yeah. T oh, like, Cap uh, Finals check mark. TVLC yeah. finals check mark. Fucking halftime heat final. I don't care. Joel I sends don't... me a
1: gift and goes. That is great. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
1: like, I don't give a fuck. Fuck off. Leave me alone.
3: Every year when football's finally done, I'm just ready to never watch another football game ever again. Baseball, I don't I don't get that feeling for some reason. I think when you lose in baseball, it just makes more sense. It's easier to process. It's
2: easier to process, yeah, it is, for sure. Yeah,
1: The phrase really is true, man, in real-life football and fantasy football. Like any given Sunday, you know, look at Steve Powers' team, man. That team belongs in the Crusher somewhere. And here we are looking at that as a finals team because he has taken any given Sunday and ridden it right to the finals, man.
3: Well, so. apparently, I just never embraced the idea that I lost because Derrick Henry was traded in week five, for whatever <laughs> the fuck it is.
1: Only I didn't do that thing in week four. Yeah. It's a lot. But anyway. All right, friend. Well, I appreciate you coming on. It's great to hear your voice and see your face again.
3: It's maybe okay at best to see your face yeah, not as terrible as I thought to hear your voice. I
1: was hoping to bye. hear you say that you were going to sell the dogs to the Mongolian restaurant at some point, but mm. can't get everything you want. Hey, bye,
3: Bishop. It's been great to see you. Hope your uh, Christmas yes, is real good. Too. Hope you're doing all right. I am, my friend.
2: Yes, thank you so much. Merry Christmas to you and your family.
3: Skinner,
1: Joel, you ready to call me two time TBLC champ.
3: If Nothing else makes me want to quit fantasy football forever. <laughs> you being a two-time champion before me seals the fucking deal. Because there's, oh, well, I, mean, best, I will best be best in of luck to you in the finals against the team of destiny. Thank you, friend.
1: I will be in Boston this upcoming weekend, so going to be in another country. Really? Just tilt my face. Yeah, I'm going to Boston. Uh, Spitting Chicklets is doing a live show on New Year's Day lucky enough to get a ticket. So I said, fuck it. Let's go. Just me, oh. friend. I'm going by myself. First time ever. Big boy going on a trip all by myself.
3: Well, that should be the only company you could possibly hate worse than anybody else. Is <laughs> being stuck with yourself, right?
1: Fortunately, I'll be in the casino, just gambling my life away. Mm. So it should be good. time.
3: I would have met you in Boston so I could slap you.
1: Slap me with my TBLC trophy that I'm about to win, or maybe my ET League trophy that I'm about to win.
3: Few things make me happier than watch Skinner count chickens before they hatch, or my so halftime e much, trophy. So I'm say, well,
2: I wrong over three, you need to come back next week. All right.
3: Oh, done. Yeah, perfect. Done. I'll Joel, be, right will be in fucking.
1: This. Joel, will be fucking camping out in the fucking Zoom lobby like kids. Waiting for a new system to get released at Walmart. Like, Joel's in the lobby waiting room. It's like, we're not recording for three days. He's like, I know. I'm just waiting. So,
3: it's too bizarre that nothing terrible has happened to you so far this season. So, maybe the football gods were just saving it up for week 17. Well, Bishop setting you up for the biggest fail
1: ever. Well, Bishop has given me the kiss of death in halftime heat. I gave him the old leave my team name out your fucking mouth because he's gone Oh, for four in halftime. He predictions up to this point. So I said, please just pick Colin to win, please. He was like, I pick you I said, fuck. <laughs> so I'm definitely not winning that league, but the other two, can I you, got a chance.
3: Can you perhaps give me a list of players which are critical to you this week? I need some, some FS captains.
1: The only thing you're seeing is my TBLC team. I will not reveal the players on my halftime heat team or my decapitation nation team.
3: I have murdered. Hi, so Nikki. DFS captains this year. It's crazy.
1: Look, it's Nikki. She came to see me. Hi, Nikki. No. Look, she's waving to me. She loves me. Hi. She said, Oh, Skinner's so handsome.
4: Are you? Hi. Hi. <laughs>
3: The microphone's not in the headphone, you oh. fucking sped. Oh, hi. <laughs> <laughs>
4: uh, hi. Oh fuck. I'm going gonna, gonna go
3: now. <laughs> <laughs> love you. Did you see? Hi, Nicky, Merry Christmas. <laughs> you know it wasn't
4: special.
3: <laughs> go think about what you've done. <laughs>
1: Holy, fuck. I love it! Wow, I love it. So That's, that made my Christmas right there. She loves me. Gave
3: I gave her very, the way,
1: the very sufficient
3: Newfoundland. I gave her a very proficient Joel Wienering this morning, so she might be missing a few brain cells as a result.
1: Joel Wienering
4: <laughs> with my penis. <laughs>
1: Fuck.
2: oh gosh
1: what a great way to end this all right friend thanks for coming on best of luck in your fantasy sports endeavors in the future just just yeah. remember that as bad and painful as your fantasy football season was baseball is just around the corner and you Can't like wait. baseball
3: i do like baseball yeah so i got What's- a few months to think about how To get my head back in the saddle, put this shit behind me, move on. I hope that we are all able to get whatever the fuck it was we need to stop dwelling on trades in week four at this point. That would be great if we could all just move on with our lives.
1: Yeah. I'm going to move on to the tune of multiple championships.
3: Very good. Again, I can't see how this could possibly go wrong for you.
1: (laughs) Possibly go wrong. Hmm. Buddy, you don't have to worry about it, because if I lose all three of these finals, there's no fucking seventh-inning stretch coming up. It's all over. Me and my budget are going to be out of the league.
3: I don't believe you.
1: I mean, let's hope I get at least one championship so we don't have to worry about this.
3: That's not what I'm hoping for, but you take from this whatever it is you need.
1: Well, I'm all about I'm, the people. I. It's nice to know that my... My friend Joel is behind me, cheering for me to win these titles. that That's what I'm hanging on to. You're cheering for me, right? Surely you're not cheering for Colin. I mean, Colin, come on. I know you better than that.
0: The king <laughs> of lame
1: dad jokes. You cannot be cheering for Colin. It's not physically. It's not in your DNA to cheer for Colin. I'm certain of that.
3: After all the I'm going to take myself out of the equation. <laughs> you're cheering for me in at least one league. You tell yourself whatever it is that you need to be able to get something from this, which will benefit yourself.
1: I will, I will. On that note, okay. have a safe and happy New Year, friend. Glad your Christmas went as well as it could.
3: Yeah, you guys too. Enjoy your whatever's happening with football. And uh, <laughs> best of luck hey. with all that. Hey, the Jags are
1: going to win the division. They're set. The playoff bound Jacksonville Jaguars don't care. You never thought you'd say that sentence for like the next 10 years, did you?
3: Don't care. No.
1: <laughs> and there you have it's it, me, friends. Me, Joel, Joel Bryant dead <laughs> on the inside.
3: Okay, I'm going for a nap. So enjoy a nap. Sayonara. Good luck recovering from your wienering. Um. From giving the wienering. You damn yeah, ass. well, you're still part of
1: the wienering.
3: <laughs> you knew what I fucking meant. <laughs> okay, you're going to yeah. hurt yourself. I'm going for it now. All right,
1: see you, friend. See
3: All you, man. Right, take it easy. You too.
0: If you're enjoying the show, please take a minute to rate, review, and subscribe on whatever platform you get your podcast from. Thanks for listening.
1: Great to hear from Joel. That was a great conversation. Mm-hmm. Really nice to get Joel, a familiar friend, and face back on here. Get his opinion about fantasy football and how much he apparently hates it. And uh, Sean, shine some light on the situation with Cam and Cam's comments as it pertained to your guys' big trade early in the season.
2: I'll be honest. When you are telling me that he was saying it was a sham and all that stuff, I thought these comments were made weeks ago. I did not realize these were recent I had no idea until this conversation on this podcast. I'm actually shocked.
1: It just seems like Cam taking the easy way out, man.
2: Like I'm, I'm shocked. Like it, it. It's. I. I don't. We we talked about it in great length, but like I said, like it kind of took me off guard a little bit. I thought these were week four comments, not week sixteen comments.
1: Like Cam like, played wow. the whole season. Cam played wow. the whole season. Made trades since that trade. You know was clearly involved. He had nothing to say when he uh, gifted Derrick Henry, although a trade in hindsight probably worked out way better for Sean. But, like, the point is that Cam made trades, mm-hmm. okay? Yeah. And didn't fucking matter. So he just, again, like, Cam puts on the fucking blinders, man. Cam going to Cam. Look, you and Cam have a deep-seated rivalry, real-life fantasy, whatever. You guys chirp a lot. You guys have that thing, that, me, that dynamic that me and Joel have. Right, yeah. And lines do tend to be crossed. Like I'm Sometimes, certain that yeah. Cam's not gonna put up that poll, but anyone else, if he felt like a trade was gonna be, you know, a complete scam and donated super team. He's not making that poll if it's anyone else but you. Oh you no, he might. <laughs> <laughs> <Maybe>. he might. <laughs> so but for Cam to dismiss the entire yeah. season as a fucking sham is fucking bullshit. It's just yeah, no, that, that,
2: that's bullshit. Like, I'm I'm i shocked at it. I'm surprised at it. Like it said, like I, I don't even know what to say about it. Like, why? Why? How? Right? All so, because like, of none, trade that was made. Players are on any playoff teams at all. Leonard Fournette,
1: trading. Debo Samuel, Jonathan Taylor, Brandon Cooks, Nick Chubb, Clyde edwards Zaire. Nowhere to be found.
2: Like are you nowhere kidding? to be found. Are you kidding? Nowhere. me? Trade analyzers.
1: Fuck. It's apparently a sham that ruined the whole season. Trade went down on October the 4th. October 4th, November 4th, December 4th. We're talking what? Fucking Two and a half 10 months. weeks? 11 weeks? You kidding me? Come on, man. Just a fucking cop out for Cam. Yeah. Don't like to hear that from Cam, but in any event, I think. The major takeaway from having Joel on is that, look, at the end of the day, look, I'm all about the chirping. I'm all about the shit talk. I'm all about that. Again, that's why I made this fucking podcast is so I could take my chirping and my banter to the next level. But there has to be lines, man. We have to have mutual respect for one another, you know, because at the end of the day, like this is something we're doing every year, man. We're getting older. We're not little shits in our 20s anymore. We're old, man. We're all approaching 40 years old. We're already in our 40s. We're old, man. Most of us got kids, married, whatever. Like, we had to be respectful of one another. This is our outlet, our escape from real life, from kids, responsibilities, jobs, chores, bills. This is our escape. Let's be respectful of one another while we are having our outlet, you know. That's why people go to the gym or play sports, you know, or fucking Do yoga or whatever, you know, as an outlet, as a means for an escape or drink. There you go. Let's transition now and get into a bit of a deeper dive on what went down in TBLC this past week in semifinal week.
3: TBLC.
1: We'll start now with myself, Turd Ferguson, moving on to the TBLC finals. By defeating Labrador Colts by a score of 163 to 148. This boiled down ultimately to the Monday night game with the Colts against the Chargers. Sean took a bit of a dart throw with Deion Jackson after Jonathan Taylor was injured last week. Deion Jackson was part of a mishmash timeshare with Zach Moss. Sean, after doing his research, was convinced that Deion Jackson was going to be the guy, I decided to put him in there as his flex. Deion Jackson was not the guy. And got him a paltry 3.9 points. That, and he inexplicably went with the Colts kicker, who that offense has been gross. And I thought they'd be gross with Nick Foles. So he went in yeah. there down almost 23 points and needed to get that from a dart throw at running back and Deion Jackson and the Colts kicker. And they did fuck all. The Colts kicker only managed one field goal attempt, no extra points. And Deion Jackson was not involved at all. It was mostly Zach Moss. So Sean came up short and lost by 15 points. My 162 was the second-highest score of the week for their four remaining teams. Highlighted by Josh Allen, 26. Sean White, thanks for scoring that touchdown, 15. A.J. Brown, 16. Justin fucking Jefferson, number one fantasy wide receiver, 31 points. I'm Ross St. Brown, 15 points. Pat Fryermuth, welcome back to relevance, 14 points. For Labrador Colts, Sean's 148, highlighted by Trevor Lawrence, 18. Tony Pollard, 14. Najee Harris, 16, not bad. Jalen Waddle, 25. Wow, he got 25 out of Waddle, 31. Uh, Devonte Smith had the exact same amount of points as Justin Jefferson. I've really thought I had the decided edge at wide receiver, but he went toe for toe basically. Minus KJ Osborne, which I said to you last week, can't chase him. KJ Osborne points, man. Then he can work out and it didn't right. 4.7 Travis Kelsey, 17. And that's about it. So Sean's season comes to an end. Sean finds himself in the third place game fighting for a hundred dollars next week. And myself, Mr. Skinner back in the finals for the first time since 2018. When I won it all, do I have another title? a second TBLC title up my sleeve. Time will tell. Let's see who I am playing in the finals. Of course, after hearing our interview with Joel, you guys all know who I'm playing. Not Joel, not the storybook. Fairy tale final that we all hope would come to fruition battle. The former podcast host was so close yet. So far away. C power said not on my fucking watch. Steve Power put up his second-highest score of the season and trounced Joel by a score of 169-121. to This was not close. This was never close. We got this one wrong. I believe you said that you didn't see Power score more than 95 or 100 points. I, took it, a step dead, f- yeah. I took it even a step further. I said that Joel was going to have such a big lead come Monday night no, wow. that he'd be able to fucking... Banks the Chargers defense because he was already going to be up by 60 points. Turns out the Chargers defense would have needed about 14 pick sixes to give Joel a chance in this game. Joel got blasted.
2: Yeah, I do believe you said that Joel was going to lap Steve Yeah, Power. I thought he beat him by hundred. Yeah. So, oops. Good for Steve Power. Um, so you said this was his second highest score, as mentioned in the interview. Both high scores this year. came against Joel. Oh, my God. <laughs> yep.
1: Other than these two scores, C-Power only eclipsed 140 points one time.
2: Unbelievable. 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 In the finals.
1: Yep. In the finals, yep. C-Power, his 169, highlighted by Geno Smith, 14. James Conner, wow, continues to get it done, 25 points. Dalvin Cook, 11 DK Metcalf, 15. Darius Slayton, still starting him, apparently. 12 points. TJ motherfucking Hawkinson, 36 points. Wow. Travis Etienne, wow. He started the guy that he traded Travis Kelsey for. How about that? 14 points. Not to be outdone by the big bass kicker of the week, Brett Marr 18 Brett fat Mer. ones. And the Jags D, very nice pickup and start. Jags D against a depleted Jets team rolling out. Zach Wilson got him nice 20 points. Joel's 121 highlighted by Dak, 33. McCaffrey, 14. Kenneth Walker, 13. Jamar Chase, 14. Dave Montgomery, 10. Nick Folk, minus two. I feel that pain, Joel. I had him against Cam and Bishop's League. almost cost me my matchup. I feel that pain. And the Chargers defense, as we mentioned, massive game, only points, 3.7 sacks, three picks, good for 24 points. Massive defensive score. But it was not enough as Power basically cruised to the finals. This was over. Joel had less than 100 points going into the Monday Nighter, and this was over, man.
2: It's done, Yep. Yeah.
1: Steve Power. Is Steve Power the team of destiny? That's what Joel was saying before this matchup even started. He said, buddy, Steve Power's team of destiny as good as my team is and as bad as his team is, I'm not beating him. I think he's team of destiny. And, well, I I might be inclined to agree with him at this point. Powers just popping off at the right time. Last week, he was yeah. lucky to play. Uh, who did he play last week? Spencer. Last week, he was lucky to play Spencer. Because his 125 last week would have only beaten a couple of teams. But this week, his 168 out of the four teams was the high score. Did not matter who he would have played this week did not matter that the playoffs are reseeded. No, sir, as he would have beat all the remaining teams. So for the first time since 2015, we find the one and two seeds in the final, the TBLC. Last time that happened, it was team dinner, second seed against show master Spencer first seed or team dinner. won his first of consecutive TBLC titles. Will history repeat itself? Will the number two seed knock off the number one seed in the final? Here's hoping because it's me, the number two seed. I would love nothing more than to put my name on that TBLC trophy for a second time. Let's go over the matchup now. Steve Power, Calvin ridley is number one against Turb Ferguson, number two. Both teams riding hot streaks coming to the playoffs with three and four game win streaks, respectively now find themselves in the finals. Let's go over Powers team first, as he is number one. Geno Smith against the Jets. Tough. Jets have tough defense. And Jets are getting Mike White back this week. They tend to play just a little bit better, knowing they don't have Zach Wilson back there.
2: Just a little bit, yeah.
1: <laughs> Powers got Geno Smith and DK Metcalf in that game. Could be a bit of boomer bust seed power there. Not sure what to expect out of that stack this week. James Conner has a fat matchup against Atlanta. I expect another huge game out of James Conner. Dalvin
2: Cook. Don't surprise me to see him at 25-30.
1: I think so. Spoiler alert. I have him as my primary pickup for the guillotine finals. Nice. I'm dropping Josh Jacobs for him.
2: I think it's a smart move.
1: Yeah, it's. A little scary to roll with a guy like James Connor when your season's on the line in a guillotine league where the fucking waiver wires absolutely loaded. But you
2: gotta it's have barring an injury, man, you you should be good.
1: Yep, they get Colt McCoy back, which is an upgrade over Trace McSorley, so they should yeah. be able to move the ball a little more through the air, which Cold should McCool. open up uh, the running game for James Connor. I really think mm-hmm. James Connor is a big week against Atlanta, who's all but mailed it in. Uh, then he's got Dalvin Cook in a tight divisional matchup against Green Bay. Um, Green Bay is actually the favorite in this game. Somehow, the uh, seven and eight Packers are favored against the twelve and three Vikings.
2: Now it's in Green Bay. to the you want to add that to the bet the, the mortgage early in the uh-huh. week.
1: <laughs> yeah, I uh, I don't know about this one. I feel like uh, Minnesota might have to throw the ball against Green Bay. I I mean Green Bay's playing well and they are fighting for their playoff lives. Minnesota's just jockeying for playoff position at this point. So interesting spot, but sh- Dalvin should be involved regardless of the game script. Uh, DK, we've already gone over Darius Slayton glorified Darth throw could be two points. Could be 12. We don't know. Uh, Raheed Shaheed. I don't even know who that is. Uh, TJ Hawkinson. Got to think he blew his load last week. Uh, I hate to think TJ Hodgson is just going to put up 30 burgers from here on out. So TJ Hodgson is certainly going to come down from that massive game last week. Travis Etienne has a super plus matchup against Houston. And he's also got the Jaguars D who faces Houston. So
2: you could have 60 or 60 points from uh, Connor and Etienne alone. It's possible. It's possible.
1: I hope not, but it's possible. Yeah. Let's see. Let's look at my side of this. Uh, Josh Allen against Cincy on Monday night. Going to be a fun game with a lot of points scored.
2: That's going to be a good game. Yeah.
1: Let's go, Josh Allen. I'm rolling with a couple of dart throws in my running back. As I mentioned a little uh, while ago, teams, when they tend to get eliminated, like to feature their rookies to see what they got. That's exactly what's happening in Atlanta. Atlanta's done. They fucking relegated old man Cordero to the bench. He's 31. He ain't coming back with the Falcons. They're relying a little more on Tyler Algier. I almost started him last week. But I said, I'm not 100% sure on that. So I'd side sit him, but I'm absolutely starting him in a plus matchup against Arizona this week. I expect him to run the ball very well. Then we've got, wow. yeah, and like we've got like BAM <laughs> Zonovan Knight. He's done fuck all the past two weeks with Zach Wilson. But if you look right. at his three games prior with Mike White, 15 plus all three games. Yep. Mike White's already declared healthy. He's going to start this Sunday. Seattle run defense sucks. Zoniman Knight in my lineup. Then we've got my three headed monster wide receiver, A.J. Brown, Justin Jefferson, Amon Ross St. Brown, locked and loaded, target horse every week. Pat Fryer, we going to continue to do a thing against a division rival in Baltimore. And Al Lazard should get a boost from Christian Watson being out, assuming that he does, in fact, miss the game. If Christian Watson does return to the game, I'll relegate Lazard to my bench and probably go with Josh Jacobs. I know you're probably thinking, why the fuck are you not starting Jacobs anyway? Jacobs sucked last week, and he's going to your 49ers who have the yeah. best run defense in the NFL.
2: I would probably sit Jacobs as well, honestly.
1: It's tough. I'm currently sitting him as of now, but if I get word that Watson is back, I will absolutely put Jacobs back in there over Lazard. It's going to be an interesting final. I currently have the Bucs D, although admittedly I have a waiver claim for a better defense, and I'm the only one left with money, so I just get to pick up whoever I want. So I'm picking up the Chiefs defense against the Broncos last week. We all saw what that looked like last week. Mm -hmm. And I believe I'm picking up a receiver that I feel like Steve Power is going to have his eye on. Oh, I will reveal that now. Some guy by the name of Isaiah Hodgins for the Giants. Dude over the last month has been averaging like eight targets a game. He's been out there. Last week he had 11 targets. So Power currently has Darius Slayton, but I feel like Power is going to want Isaiah Hodgins. I don't even want him. I just want to make sure that Power doesn't have him because as we can tell with Power's lineup, he's got a few dart throws in there, wide receiver. I want to take away one of the high upside dart throws for him. So, me versus power. Who's gonna win?
2: Who is gonna win? Well, how can you go against a team of destiny? <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna say Steve Power. Um wow. I, I'm not gonna bet on it, but <laughs> I will definitely uh, say, yeah. How can you go against a man? He's got, he's got this far. Um, fuck it, Steve Power. Let's go.
1: I am going to stick with my original prediction. Uh, I've only got one Ryan in my bracket so far, and that was Joel against power last week. So I've got to stick with myself, man. I really like this team that I built. I knew that I put something special together when I, I got the Amon Ra and uh, Josh Allen deal from team dinner. I really like that wide receiver trio. I think that's going to be really big mismatch. I mean, I'm getting 70 plus out of those guys every week. Power's got DK Metcalf. I've got him crushed at receiver. I can get 70, 80 out of my receivers. Power's going to get fucking 20, 30 out of his receivers. Friar Muth against Hawkinson, I feel like, is a wash. Hawkinson's got the higher ceiling, as we've seen, but he can't do that every fucking week. So I feel like that kind of balances out. Maybe he gets like an extra 8 to 10 points in Hawkinson versus Friar Muth. I mean, Josh Allen versus Geno Smith. I'm not even having that conversation. Uh, his running backs, he's got me very good, but I feel like I got two guys uh, with nothing to lose. Uh, Bam Knight's going to be running hard, trying to keep the Jets in a playoff spot, and Tyler Algiers is going to be trying to prove to the Falcons that he is a real deal, and they're running back of the future. Noteworthy that on the season, Tyler Algiers averaging a very healthy 4.9 yards per carry higher than Derek Henry.
2: Hey, I agree that your team looks better on paper, but it's destiny. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, you can't argue with destiny, eh? All right, so there we have it. TBLC finals are set. Myself against Steve Power is Calvin Ridley therapist. the team of destiny. Stay tuned this time next week to find out. I fucking hope not, because <laughs> I really want to put my name on a trophy a second time. Only two managers in the history of TBLC have won multiple titles. That's Adam Lazaro, Team Dinner and Michael Herritt, Hitman Hernandez, who won consecutive titles. In fact, between the two of them, the boys won. Mike Harrett won 2012, excuse me, 2013, 2014, and Adam won 2015, 2016. So it was the same champ, back-to-back, and then another back-to-back. Wow. So I want to add my name to that illustrious list of two-time TBLC champs. So let's go. Let's bring the title home. Let's now move on to the Guillotine League talk
0: Decapitation Nation.
1: Joining us now on the weekly fantasy roundup is a man who needs no introduction. An OG, the Skinner Fantasy Football League's being an original member, TBLC, former 2012 TBLC champion, the man, the myth, the legend. Mr. Sean McLean, what's going on, sir?
0: Hey, how are ya? you? You know, you don't have to throw twenty twelve. <laughs> you're like <laughs> you don't have to <laughs> tell everyone it's been ten
1: yeah. years since I won anything. <laughs> well, it might be. You might be due for another Skinner title, if I'm not mistaken. You're in the final two. The Geeting lead, Capitation Nation. How are you feeling about that?
0: As long as you're in there, you have a chance. I think you and I had the best rosters going forward for the past few weeks. So, you know, to make it this far, not have a big bust at all through it. Uh, I feel like I'm in good shape. I think you're in good shape. So I think it's just going to be a lot of luck next week.
1: Well, let's be real. This conversation should not be happening. I should be out, Spencer (laughs) firmly Rodney Ruxon himself straight out of this fucking pool.
0: That was a brutal choice. Brutal move, uh, brutal move Yeah, no, when I saw that And then I just, I was watching the game last night Keenan Allen, Keenan Allen, Keenan right? Allen Right? Oh my god so every, he, he was Keenan catching Allen every pass
2: So, sorry, if he kept Keenan in He would have survived and Skinner would have been eliminated
1: That's absolutely right He would have beat me by 3.28 <laughs> points
2: That's brutal Oh my god Yep Well, here's how so it all unfolds. Here's oh, how it all unfolded.
1: Dude. On Christmas night, Spencer had the Broncos defense going, which excellent play. The Broncos defense against the corpse of the LA Rams. I mean, it's a fucking match made in heaven. The Broncos have been a shutdown defense all year. And what a Baker and the Rams do stuff. 51 fucking points on them to the tune of negative 0.1 points. So Spencer was like, oh my God. Oh my God. 32 defenses. I choose one with negative points and he's there going, Oh my God, Oh my God, Oh my God, Oh my God, Oh my God. Just freaking out. And he was like, I cannot wait till Monday for this to play out. I need action now and drop Keenan Allen for Mike Evans. And Justin was right. Even though Justin was absolutely out of his, like his comment of go, a better play. That was absolutely uncalled for. He was right. Mike Evans has been a corpse all year, man. From a PPR perspective,
0: Godwin's I wasn't play. watching it. What did what did Godwin go for that night? It wouldn't. Godwin wouldn't have saved him.
1: Godwin wouldn't have saved him either. But Justin was right. Godwin was a better play. I think Godwin ended up with like fourteen points, like eight for sixty-eight. I think. In any event, like I knew Godwin was a better play. You knew everyone knew, but for Justin to chime in, like, "Hey, man, Godwin's better play." Like, come on. You're only trying to sabotage me or Sean by saying that. You've been at the pool for three months, man. Like, shut the hell up. Anyway, I was waiting for kickoff. I had this very commissioner-esque message typed up just waiting for kickoff to send, and I was like, man, that's not okay. So, mm. But regardless, that's neither here nor there. The point is, is that Spencer had a super bust game from the Broncos defense, tilted off the earth, dropped Keenan Allen, for Mike Evans and because of that I'm still in I'm still fighting all thanks to Rodney Ruxin himself Spencer Bugden thank God I would have been done and you guys would have been circling my corpse looking at all these fucking beautiful players to pick up
0: Justin Jefferson just I, <laughs> <laughs> I would have drive anybody for Justin Jefferson I suppose
1: yeah I suppose you would have <laughs> Or even fucking Ra Or maybe fucking Tyreek Hill Or geez Josh Allen I mean The the options were Endless So It was not okay, meant to be cool. Not meant to be Now I finally get Travis Kelsey I've been dropping Travis Kelsey Gifts in the group chat For fucking weeks Just waiting for Spence to go down Now he's gone I'm going to use my last dollar to get him. But then, not sure who to take for my second pick. I got a feeling you're not going to want Justin Herbert going in championship week. I just have that feeling. He hasn't thrown a touchdown pass in two weeks. Got to think one P Mahomes would look real nice on your team.
0: He's due. He's due. Maybe I stick with him and throw it all at Tyler (laughs) Bass. I don't know.
1: I don't think so, Tim. I think Patrick Mahomes is going to look much nicer on my bench than on your team.
0: You do what you got to (laughs) do.
1: And I get to play keep away one last time. One last time, because I know the reality is like, look, you're going to have a claim for CD and Keenan. I'm going to have a claim for CD and Keenan. We might be in there in DK too. I'm, Pretty certain my running back claims are going to be safe because you got the best three running backs I've ever seen in my
0: life. Not dropping any of my running backs—that's for sure. No, I, although I did—I I strongly considered moving Derrick Henry. Well, there is some—I I
1: mean, this is this is full disclosure. Now there is some interesting storylines coming out of this upcoming week. Okay, in a very weird twist of fate, no matter what happens with the Titans or the Jaguars this week, no matter what it's going to come down to week 18. When they play each other, they can both win this week. One of them can win. One of them can lose. Doesn't fucking matter what happens in this current week for either of those teams, whoever wins their next game in week 18 wins that division. So it's interesting that maybe the Titans just fucking mail it in like, fuck it. Let's fucking take this one off boys and fucking come back fresh next week. But it's still Derrick Henry.
0: Yeah. Hard to give up when Malik Willis is throwing the football or oh, under center. It, it's for all me to just say, I'm going to drop the quarterback behind Malik. Yeah. yeah. Or drop the running back behind Malik. Yeah. I'm going to just
1: drop Derrick Henry. You just had 130 yards. Like, yeah, maybe I'll get something better.
0: It's running through my mind. I'll be honest. It's running yeah. through my mind.
1: There are a couple of decent options out there. Like you said, ETN is a fucking beautiful option. I've got a claim in for him but I don't anticipate he's going to get to me
0: I don't know if I, I don't have a claim in for him yet I haven't done all my claims yet oh, I've but got I did a few that we talked up, about ready to go <laughs> I did a few that we talked about already and I'll move them up and down
1: uh well I'm kind of fortunate like I truthfully when you picked up George Kittle a couple of weeks ago I didn't know he was just going to pop off for 30 burgers every week. I really thought that if it came to the point where Spencer was going down, we'd both be in on Travis Kelsey, but I mean, why would you drop Kittle for Kelsey at this point? You can't?
0: Well, that's all I'll do. I'll just put in a claim for him. <laughs> like, I mean, just to make I mean, sure I
1: spend my dollar.
0: Exactly. you got to go after Kelsey. If Kelsey's out there, you got to put in whatever fake dream claim you have, but it, yeah. I I don't know what the points are. I, it's something ridiculous for, of like two. Now, there's been big tight end weeks with Hawkinson and the other guys and all that sort of stuff that probably got them a bit closer, but there was a 100-point separation between Kelsey and every right. other tight end.
1: Well, that's the issue, right? These outlier weeks with Kittle or Hawkinson yeah. or whoever else pops off, they're just that outlier weeks. Travis Kelsey does it every single week, no matter what. Yeah. A floor game for Travis Kelsey is 17 points, man.
0: That's why I'm I was still in the mix with TBLC, Travis Kelsey. Pretty much all players,
1: Travis Kelsey, 297 points. Next, TJ Hawkinson, 201. I yeah. mean, it's not even close, man. No. You know.
2: We all know Skinner's story uh, of how he managed his team this year, you know, with saving his lab, making the big trades, then playing keep away. Um, what has been
0: your strategy throughout this thing? And what do you think your biggest move has been this year? I lucked out. I mean, I had a good, I had a pretty good draft. I kind of tried to go back at Yahoo, but it's a fucking terrible, like trying to navigate through app. Like I find it easier with NFL fantasy, but I figured we'd t- chat about this. Like I had a good draft and then I spent money early on big names. And that's carried me through. Like there is something to be said about saving your wob and and those sorts of things. But if there's a big name out there, pick them up quick. You know, I didn't, I had some money kicking around, you know, and I just went after big names as soon as I thought I could get them. And I did get them had a good, again, had a good draft and just kept solid the whole way through. I would go Did as I far as to say. I don't even know if I made any trades in Yahoo. Did I make trades in Yahoo? I'm not sure. I would I can <laughs> check that. I'll check
1: that down in a second, but I want to talk about your draft. You said you had a good draft. I would go as far as to say you had a great draft. Here are your first four picks. Derrick Henry, A.J. Brown, George Kittle, Chris Goblin. Wow. That, in a 19-player draft, pretty fucking Solid. good pillars. Now I know that uh Chris Godwin was a bit of a disappointment because he they brought him back like one week too early. He played that first game, got hurt and then went straight to the IR. But you were, you know, you smashed on those first four picks. After that it was ugly, but again, 19 player draft what do you expect? But you've had Derrick Henry and AJ Brown the whole time, have you not?
0: I have, yeah. Wow, I'm that's remarkable. I picked, you know, like Tua did wonders for me when he had big games. I had Brees Hall in the beginning.
1: Yeah, that's right. You bought Brees Hall after Davin dropped him. And I was regretting that Pick, drop.
0: My first big spend was on Jonathan Taylor, who I never ended up really even using.
1: Nope. Pick yep. Up, you had DeAndre
0: Hopkins.
1: Wow, you were rolling Baker and Mayfield then, for the first couple of weeks.
0: Yeah. Christian yep. McCaffrey was my biggest pickup, obviously. And you got Amari Cooper weeks.
1: pretty early, too, and held on to him for a few weeks.
0: Held on to him for a little while. I picked up Christian McCaffrey in week eight.
1: Yep. So are you firmly in the spend all your web as soon as humanly possible to get the big players' mind frame of mind? you,
0: you got to hit those ones that are going to be consistent. Like yeah. McCaffrey, you know, he's going to get points for you every time. Kelsey's another guy you spend money on right away. If you can get him like some of these key spots, Barkley, I don't remember what I spent on Barkley, but I was, I was hot on Barkley even from the get-go and I just never picked him up until I got the chance. But once I had the chance to pick him up, I did. You know, there's a few, there's a few guys out there that try to find a way to get them and I managed to. It didn't hurt that I had a bit of cushion if I dropped them. Like, you know, Mm. you talked about some of the names I had Derrick Henry, AJ Brown. You know, Kittle was sitting around getting like eight points and stuff for me. I was rotted with him. As you can see, I dropped him, picked him back up, and all that sort of stuff. But he uh, was a bit of consistency. But yeah, go after the big names if you can.
1: Well, tight end has just been a whack a mole all year. The fact that you had Kittle even getting you eight points a week, fuck, that must have been one of the higher-scoring tight ends at that point. It's been wild, Consistent, man, wild.
4: at least. Yeah.
1: Yeah. But I don't know. I I see how some of you guys, like you and Spencer, like basically spent it all when guys came out. I've really enjoyed, like, buying pieces here and there. But having that web advantage at the end, man, I've had some fun. This last yeah. fucking six weeks, it's been abuse more than anything.
0: <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it, it. You know, like if you win, then yes, your strategy worked better. But Bishop, to your question, like I spent when I felt like I needed to spend, and I spent it all. If I felt like I needed to spend it all, one regret, Jonathan Taylor,
4: yeah,
0: from a Colts fan. That was that was literally me going after my heart
4: <laughs> right there, as we
0: saw as we saw last night with in TBLC starting fucking too cold. Yeah, Jackson, there wouldn't have been a charger on the table that would have saved my game last
2: night i respect that i made the big purchase for uh jj when i had the chance i spent i think like 77 dollars on him or something like that like it was, it was 71 i think no it's actually 71 something stupid so i mean yeah, you know, i understand i really got to go you for sp-
1: i really appreciate yeah. you spending that web for me i gotta say really appreciate <laughs> that
2: Yeah. One or two weeks I was in trouble. I did. Yeah. I had to save my, save my season to Skinner and he's held on to him since. And he's been a big reason why Skinner is where he is. So
0: fuck. (laughs) I don't think, I don't think you can spend it all. I think you gotta like, you gotta stick around that $30 mark to get like, you gotta be able to get a few big, big names for like, Somewhere between 25, $35, so you can do it two or three times.
2: No, if you so do you know, like one, the limit
0: of where you'll go or how
2: much you'll spend. Yeah, if
0: you, I think if you spend $70, you're going to be wishing you had it back. Well, to be fair, you
1: were right in there with the web. You were right up there with me and Cam. You brought yourself down to uh, Brooksville when you bought Mark Andrews for 12 bucks of so your remaining 14 You were right there yeah. with us. And we all know how that, was that my- turned
0: out. That was my kiddo frustration I was just yeah. talking about. like,
1: yeah.
0: I was just frustrated with kiddo bringing in less than 10 points every week, which was the second-place tight end, apparently, at that point.
1: Yeah, apparently. it's uh, It's been rough, but that was that was one moment in the league when, like I said, you were right there. I think Cam had 21. I had 19. You had 14. We were all right there. And I was kind of chirping in the group chat, like, oh, Mark Andrews is there. Sean, you need a tight end. I need a tight end. Who's going to spend more? And you're like, it's going to be me.
0: I thought Huntley was, at that point, I thought Huntley was going to throw him the ball because Huntley is not Lamar Jackson. No. Mind you, Lamar Jackson throws Andrews the football. Mm-hmm. I just thought he would need to check down to his tight end more. Yep. That was my logic.
1: Yeah, but in any event, it worked. I think at the end of the day, what ultimately you need to do, you got to hit on one league winner. You know, I, my guy was Austin Eckler. I drafted Eckler. He's been on my team ever since. I've ridden him and his 20 fucking two points a week straight to the finals. You hit on Henry and AJ Brown and I've ridden two pieces straight to the finals. That's pretty fucking impressive, man. So yeah. you got to have a good draft too. So a yeah. lot of factors, but I think more than anything, I think a lot of luck is factored in this league. You can look at there's a lot of luck in fantasy football in general, but especially in this league, you know, I don't know if it's I've week done it by anything. week. Yeah, exactly. I look back on my season. I don't know if I've done anything differently. Then again, my sample sizes in the previous two years are pretty small. But I remember the year I went down in week four, and I I was like, man, I've really done it right here. Like, I've drafted a good team. Gary went down. I got Cooper Cup for 10 bucks. That was his fucking MVP season. I was like, I am fucking locked in. And I had that one week where everyone on my fucking team busted,
2: and I was done. Not one touchdown on the entire team, right? Not
1: one offensive touchdown other than my QB, Derek Carr. All my wide receivers, no touchdowns, no running back touchdowns, no tight end touchdown, no flex touchdown, nothing. Complete bust for my whole team. So at the end of the day, there's luck involved too. And the reality is that like, if not for a stroke of good luck, I would not be sitting here. It took like a perfect storm for me to be having this, even having this conversation right now. Realistically, I should be interviewing you and Spencer about your upcoming finals battle Instead, I'm somehow still in because of a perfect storm. Broncos busted Spencer, tilted panicked and dropped surefire Keenan Allen for Home run, I guess. Mike Evans, odd man. I I still don't get that. I don't. I don't get. It. I. My brain cannot. I can't wrap my mind around that. No, Mike Evans I will is criticize awful. This
0: decision, we all we all get caught in those crazy decisions. Look, I'm talking about dropping Derek Henry for Travis Etienne in, in a group chat. <laughs> <job>, like, <laughs> and that was a serious thought across my mind. I might still fucking pull the trigger on that thing but that's like where your head goes with it. Like it can just drift off and you can just think that you have the magic answer. Right. Well
1: now it's a different set of scenarios, right? Because players, it's not like regular redraft. Like now I'm going into the TBLC finals. I've got a couple of pieces I want to pick up on the wire, but they're like Isaiah Hodgkins. Who's some fucking random whack-a-mole wide receiver for the giants. Who's gotten a few targets past couple of weeks and the chiefs defense here, man. It's like fucking going to, I mean, a crazy department store and seeing all brand name items, 90% off. You're just like, oh my God, I don't know what to buy. There's too many options. You know, I mean, it's not a matter of the talent at this point. It's a matter of hitting on the matchups, you know, but like last week, last week was a battle of the fucking second stringers. You know, Devonte Smith had as many points as fucking Justin Jefferson last week. Who saw that coming? T. Higgins doubled the score of Jamar Chase. You know, all these secondary receivers just blowing up. Like, what the fuck? What happened to the number one receivers? What's going on?
0: So, it's hard. But Smith has done that. You know, Smith has, yep. I, I, like I figured we'd get, like. He's done it with Jaylen.
1: Didn't know what to expect with Gardner.
0: A couple 30s in there. This is a second 30, but he's got a couple 30-point games in there.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I'm looking at your team now. You got some nice matchups. McCaffrey, Kill, and Barkley all pristine matchups for next week. Chase should have a real nice game against Buffalo on Monday in what should be a shootout between the Bills and the Bengals. So you obviously want to replace Herbert. Uh he won't be getting Mahomes. Sorry. Um AJ Brown, I think, and I think Jalen's coming back. That's another gamble. Like, do you put in a claim for Jalen? you want Jalen after missing the game? Is he going to be 100%? Gambles, man. It's fucking gambles. I know who I want. <laughs> <laughs> well, who you want and who you might get are two different things.
0: That's it.
2: That's
1: it, yep. But so, it is boys, it is. Who,
2: who's, who's going to win this one? <laughs> I don't know.
1: That would be an easier question to answer if the waiver claims were processed. Like I said, I know two of the guys I'm going to get. But outside of that, I've got probably half a dozen other claims that I don't really know. But assuming I get a couple of the guys, I think I'm going to get.
0: Uh, it's hard. Maybe I'm maybe I'm jinxing myself going in Compton, but I'm going to win. That's it. Right. I'm just going to say I'm going to go right here. I'm going to win.
1: Well, it would be nice if you could get the best of me in at least one playoff matchup this year. Surely I can't just beat you in everything.
0: I didn't expect to get to the playoffs in and- <laughs> so
1: <laughs> it would be a real shame for me to end your season in TBLC in the semifinals, only to flip the page to the Guillotine League and then end it there too. Uh, surely that can't work out. So,
0: I think I'm, I think I'm in the money. That's the way I look at it. Pretty sexy trophy, Sean. McLean. So do you ship this? Do you ship this around Canada or what? Are you I will. This up to the, last two winners,
1: a- the last two winners have been local, complete with guillotine too. But I will absolutely ship it. I almost shipped the TBLC trophy to Bishop, but then he was coming here on a trip, so he's like, "I ah, don't bother. I'll come see it on the trip. I'll get a couple of pictures with it." I was like, "All right, great." And his trip went shit, and then before a new season was over.
0: If I if I win it, I'm there in January. I think so. Yeah, there you go. Oh, maybe I'll come, I'll come by, it take it home then.
1: with you. Hopefully, we can go have a beer or two to drown your sorrows after me beating in consecutive (laughs) playoff weeks.
0: Hopefully, I win, and I'm taking a bigger carry-on than I expected. There you go.
1: (laughs) There you go. Hi, yes. uh, What's your policy on an additional carry-on? Straight to Bentley to buy a bigger bag.
2: I need a bigger bag.
1: So, I'm in an interesting position. I'm in three finals. First of all, shout out to me for making the finals in both Skinner football pools. 19 teams made the final two 12 teams made the final two shout out to this guy and then i'm in the finals of mr bishops league as well so three finals so i've already done the math if i lose all three finals 625 bucks and if i somehow win all three finals 1350 bucks
0: it's not bad a
1: lot of dough
0: that's a big difference
1: yeah it is So we're playing for, I think I said 325 and 150, or did I say 300 and 125? 125. 300, 125. Okay. Big difference. Yep. So I don't even care what the money, man. I get, I'm the one that makes those trophies. I want nothing more to put my name on that. And arguably, this is a question I wanted to ask you of all your years of playing fantasy football. Going into the finals now with this guillotine league, what would you say is the most difficult path to a fantasy football championship? A standard redraft league like TBLC or something like the guillotine league where one team gets eliminated every week?
0: Got it. They're two totally different, you know, game plans. you got to set it up completely different. Obviously, a good draft helps like we had talked about earlier, but like you got to be smart through the year like you got to make good decisions web we talked about web a bit you got to keep a little bit kicking around in one league i didn't spend any web in TBLC i don't think that was necessarily the end of me i, I was shocked I because i didn't spend but it's yeah i think it's two totally di- they two totally different worlds you can't even compare the two next to each other yeah i think
1: now being to the finals in both at the same time i got to say that I really think the Guillotine League is much tougher. There's just so many more variables, right? Yes, we do have WAB in both leagues, but it's a different kettle of fish in the Guillotine League. In TBLC, your weekly WAB is to pick up the guy who had a big game or the backup for the starting running back who got hurt. In the Guillotine League, in week two, you're like, holy shit and piss, Devonta Adams is on the waiver wire. What the fuck?
2: guillotine you know, league. You need, you need someone to drop Keenan Allen in order for you to win. <laughs> yes,
1: exactly. Thanks again, Spence. Hashtag,
0: start your fucking studs. I think like, and the introduction to trades to the guillotine league made a huge difference this year. Yeah. Like, I, you know, I, I don't know. It might, maybe ask this question next year when like we're a bit more into trades in both of the leagues because normally. You know, I can be pretty trade happy in TVLC, but I, I, you know, I was taking a look at what I did this year in TVLC. Didn't really move much around. did move your boy to Henry at one point. Uh, but like, I didn't make as many trades as I normally would. I guess I'd say uh, guillotine is just smart, picking up the right players through, yeah. through the year as they drop off. I think trying to find a way to pick those up, but with trades, I don't know. Now we're talking about Wob going into it. It's going to be a fucking different strategy next year, too.
1: Well, it's noteworthy that we've had trades since year one in the Guillotine League, and there was only one trade in year one. Everyone terrified trade, right? Because you didn't know if a trade was going to sink your season. In year one, it was A.J. Brown for Tyler Lockett straight up one for one wide receiver trade between Megan and Justin. That was it. That was the only fucking trade. Everyone was like, I don't know. You know, and then last year there was a couple of trades, but this year, God love Mike Harris, right? Horny for a trade, rips the fucking bandaid off and trades Brandon McManus for Mike Evans, ironically enough. And <laughs> holy shit, did that start a literal shitstorm of trades this year? My God! Suddenly, Monday oh, kickers. Cut. Suddenly, Monday kickers had their weight and gold because if you were alive. And you had that Monday night kicker. You knew you could trade him for basically anything.
0: Fucking. You can always kind on Michael Herrick for trades. <laughs> yeah. So
1: it's been, uh, the, the guillotine league is involved every year, you know, whether it be people getting more comfortable with the format. Cause the reality is that other than Ryan, none of us have even played in a guillotine league prior to this. So this is still year three and a brand new entity for all of us. Right. We're all still kind of getting our feet wet. You know, I, myself, This is basically my first year. I did two weeks in year one and four weeks in year two. What the fuck did I learn? Nothing. You know, I think I ended with fucking 90 web each season. So I didn't do fuck up. You know, didn't make a trade this first year I've ever made a trade. So I've really got to learn a lot this year, man. But it's got so many wrinkles, right? Like trying to figure out who your opponents are going to bid on. You know, it's one thing in a redraft league to, Make your bid for your team, for that guy that's on the wire. But in this pool, when a prime wide receiver, when Justin Jefferson hits the wire, you're like, sweet Jesus, who needs a wide receiver? Who's going in on him? How much web do they have? How much are they going to bid? He hasn't had his fucking bye week yet. Do people want to spend up? Do people want to spend down? What are we doing? So many wrinkles in this pool, man. So,
2: And next year, like along with trading web, hopefully, um, we're going to have that extra team so there's going to be either two double eliminations or one triple I mean like that's just going to be fucking insane
0: Shot <laughs> oh, with I, the real damn. life eye roll emoji <laughs> I don't know keep adding fucking variables into this league <laughs> it's like it's, it is it's It's the hardest one to manage and again the only reason I'm here is pure fucking luck but like this is the hardest league to manage and then we throw in another thing so once we later we have a strategy figured out it's gone next year reevaluate. Re- evaluate whoever comes in thinking they've got the right idea yeah. they gotta throw it out well 20 re- teams
1: is day. uh is the most yahoo will allow so i think 20 teams a second double elimination week followed by web trading next year because it's real easy to move around that web dollars let me tell you i can just take away from one budget and add to another no actual trade needs to happen. It's just a handshake agreement in the group chat. I make the change on the Yahoo page. Bing, bang, boom, done.
0: So You're going to have to wait for like secondary confirmation. So I say I trade to you. Oh yeah, You're yeah. going to have to come back. <laughs> and say- I do that in my <laughs> baseball
1: pool all the time. People will agree to trade web or, or auction dollars rather. And I'm like, I'll tag both managers and say confirm. And then until they both write confirm, I don't process anything. So. Your boys got experience in that. I've been dealing with that a lot in the baseball pool over the years. This will be no different, just different sport. So, but anyway, friend, it all comes down to this week. Me and you have been on an epic journey together. I am sad. It's like the end of Christmas. I am sad. It has to end. Christmas season is great, but like everything, it must come to an end. So only time will tell. Like you said, these are two massive juggernaut teams. Just a matter of whose team has a better matchup and whose team scores most points because we're both going to score a lot of fucking points. Somebody's That's losing. What I think somebody's losing with 160 points this week.
0: Oh, guaranteed. Well, you, I mean, the podcast has been, has been talking about mine and your teams for a few weeks now. So, well, I thought it was going to come
1: down to me and you. I thought the final three teams were going to be me, you, and Chad. And obviously, always thought it'd be me and you in the final two. Just because. I had the unbeatable wide receiver trio. You had the unbeatable running back trio. Like we both had outliers at each position that I didn't think any team was going to be able to overcome. Granted, I shouldn't be here because Spencer had a massive week last week, minus his defense and Mike Evans. So there's that, but it worked out how it was meant to work out. And now time will tell whether or not the commissioner or the heel, this guy takes it down. Or you, Mr. Quiet, Mr. Mind Own business. Does his own thing, takes it down, time will tell So I am cheering for myself, but I'll say What I've said every other week, best of luck And I hope that injuries Don't dictate our matchup I want it to be best on best You know, I don't want fucking John the Taylor Eating shit after one touch and, you know, me Just being like, oh, I guess I win, because Christian McCaffrey broke his leg on the opening drive. Like, I don't want any of that shit, man. I want everyone to be healthy. I want it to be best on best, everyone playing the whole game. So let's hope that we get a good, clean, healthy game out of our teams.
0: I don't want anybody to get injured, but if a few of your guys play five snaps and leave, I'm fine. I don't care. I don't want anybody to hurt, but I'm fine with your players leaving after five snaps.
1: Yeah, I got to debate whether or not to stick with Mahomes or stick with Allen, rather, and go for that Monday night sweat. I like the idea of it setting up for an ultimate showdown coming down to Josh Allen versus Jamar Chase on Monday night, like you ahead by like eight points. And then I've got Allen versus Chase with an eight-point differential. Like that's the scenario I've played out in my mind, but I don't know because I got Allen going to the TBLC finals too, right? And I want to diversify. I don't want Alan to sink my ship in both finals. I'd rather go with someone different, but time will tell. Anyway, all right, well, well what's that? Good luck to both of you. Yes. Thank you, sir. Thank you. All right, Mr. McLean, we'll leave it there. Thanks for coming on the Weekly Fantasy Roundup and discussing our upcoming finals battle in Decapitation Nation. May the best team win, a.k.a. me.
0: Hope it's me. Cheers. Cheers, buddy. Cheers.
1: Big shout out to Mr. Sean McLean, a.k.a. Ain't So, for joining us on the podcast this week. Always nice to hear from an old friend, Sean, and talk a little shit, talk a little banter, talk a little waiver claims. Trying to get in each other's head about who's going to pick up who. I think Sean's a little disappointed knowing for sure that my top two claims are Travis Kelsey and Patrick Mahomes. I am once again playing keep away in the final week. I got some other pieces queued up, like CeeDee Lamb, Keenan Allen, James Conner, Dalvin Cook, a couple of defenses. Um, but ultimately, like as much as I'd like to add one of those pieces, I feel like I've already got those pieces in place in my wide receivers. I'd rather make sure that he does not end up with Patrick Mahomes because that man needs a quarterback. So yeah, yeah, no, that's smart. Yeah. And like I said, keep away has been the fucking theme that has been part of my strategy 1,000% this entire season. So I'm going to keep that going right in the final week. Play keep away one more time.
2: One more time, sir. Let's see if it works.
1: Let's see if it works. I like my team. Current Yahoo projections have myself scoring 165 and Sean scoring 144. Uh, that's a bit of a discrepancy, but Sean's going to make some claims like there's not a chicken dicks chance in hell. He goes into championship week with Justin Herbert. So he's going to get someone there. Yep. Got to think he's going to want to replace AJ Brown, too. He's seen firsthand now that AJ Brown's ceiling is much lower with Gardner Minshew. They're in a tough matchup against New Orleans this week. Um, so I got to think he's going to be looking for a pivot there. So I'd say he ends up with CD. I end up with Keenan. I mean, we can't get both because after the first two claims, so I get my first $1 claim. Then I get the first $0 claim because I have the lowest points for them will flip flop. So then he'll get a claim. I'll get a claim. So I think he's going to get CD lamb. I'm going to get Keenan Allen. Then I don't know what he's going to do at running back. I don't think he's going to go after James Connor, but he might, I think he might go after Dalvin. I don't blame him. Honestly, I think, not playing henry he's a smart move i think I the think titans gonna too, roll yeah. over and just take it from dallas on thursday knowing that the season comes down to the final game against um against the jaguars so yeah yeah it's a real interesting scenario that win or lose for either team jags can win titans can lose doesn't matter because even if so let's say the Jags win and go to eight and eight and the Titans lose to go to seven and nine. If the Titans beat them in the final week, they'll both be eight and nine and the Titans will have them based on tiebreaker. So yeah, yeah real interesting, interesting scenario yeah. that this is like an in season bye week. I really think that they may end up taking snaps off Derrick Henry. So
2: as it would though. Yeah.
1: And Dallas is going to be coming at them full bore, buddy, because Dallas, you know, they're fighting. Dallas is still in for that bye, too. Plus, there's a chance they can catch Philadelphia. You know, Philadelphia lost last week to Dallas. So if Jalen sits again, Dallas wins and Philadelphia loses again, there's a chance that Mm -hmm. uh, Dallas can overtake them. So Dallas is going to be firing on all cylinders. I think the Titans are just going to be like, fuck it, L, move on. Move on to that final week against the Jags. But time will tell. Mm-hmm. But anyway, that's all for this week's show. Big shout out to Joel Bryant, Sean McLean for coming on to Thanks, talk guys. about the seasons they had. Yeah, really enjoyed those conversations, gotta say. And good luck to anyone out there who may be listening, who were in fantasy championships this upcoming week. Like myself, got three titles to fight for. So best of luck to anyone out there also fighting for a title. As always, shout out to our presenting sponsor, heaveaway.com. Travel deals wherever you may roam for all your travel needs. Please contact Mr. Aaron Bishop at heaveaway.com. Thank you, sir. Than that,
2: that was a good one in the books. That, another that was great a great one in the episode. Books.
1: Glad uh, you're able to find a decent internet connection, sweet Jesus. My God. Yes, me too. Did you uh, Have
2: you done this on your phone? Yeah, I'm tired on my phone.
1: Nice. Well, I hope your data bill's not through the roof.
2: <laughs> right, fuck. <laughs> if
1: your data bill is through the roof, maybe I'll kick back some of my uh my uh finals winnings to you to help pay the old <laughs> fucking
2: phone bill. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> All right, buddy.
1: Merry Christmas, yeah. happy new year. Hope you, you and your too. loved ones enjoy Good safety. luck
2: in the inner finals and um have a safe safe trip down to Boston.
1: Yes, hopefully I'm celebrating in Boston. I would hate to be at the Chicklet Show Sunday night only to be tilted off the earth knowing I'm losing all my finals. So here's open. I'm hammered at the Chicklet Show celebrating multiple fantasy championships. Let's go. go. <laughs> all right, well, brother. All time next time we chat will be 2023, so I will see you next
2: year. See you next year, man. All right, Have buddy. Take
1: one. care. Have a good one. Cheers.
2: Later. Bye.
0: Thanks for listening to the Weekly Fantasy Roundup. You can contact us anytime via email at theweeklyfantasyroundup@gmail.com. at gmail.com.